This week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast on the 13th of September 2016. I was listening to the rest of the intro. Yeah, the intro is still playing for us. Because of the delay. Yeah. I just, I just got kissed by two girls in the intro. You were, you were listening. It's the same song we've had for the last four years. And yeah. it's still good. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Quality shit. Have you ever thought how how vapid the song is, though? Like that it has literally no meaning other That's than to say. That's why it's so catchy. We That's are a podcast. So Hello, we are Tune a podcast. In. We are talking to you. You are like listening a to a podcast. That basically this is, the is name it. Of the podcast. Yeah. That's all oh, it is. No, no, it has no, no deeper okay. meaning than that. Yeah, it works. It never it never ages then. What, what kind true. of meaning would you like? Would you like all right, we need our next song to be like more it's not good for anyone, but we're a podcast. Also, let's maybe get-, get out there and vote. Feed your kids. Use we want equal everyone. rights. Yeah, we should definitely have equal rights for everybody. Treat people with respect. We're a podcast. Is that the song? <laughs> Basically, yes. That- All right. All right. All right. It's the and new optional order, us. is what it is. That's how it's going to be. Welcome to the optional podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. We do indeed. Wonderful. Speaking of video games, a man that has left the video game <laughs> press industry and has joined Mario! The, the Patreon <laughs> Great. No, not him at all. The Patreon Gravy Train. Right. Officially yeah. a Patreon millionaire already, Mr. Danny O'Dwyer, for I believe his third appearance on the show. Welcome. Thank yeah. you so much for having Yay. me. Really appreciate it. Great to hang out with you guys. It's great. I don't have to like take two hours, three hours out of my work schedule to do this now. Because you don't have a work schedule because you're on I'm, Patreon. I'm unemployed. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Your no. Patreon says differently. Yeah, <laughs> not, that's true. Yes, not quite. Not quite the same. Not, not quite the same. I, I was a lot more unemployed about 18 hours ago. How about yes. that? That mm-hmm. is true. I, I did go to your Patreon Fair. when it was at $117, and I'm thinking this is going to need a little more work. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, that it, it did uh, explode quite quickly. In fact, yes. you just hit the $15,000 a month. Whoa! Yeah. Dog. Yeah. It's crazy. I didn't yeah. know. That's the top goal that was on there. I didn't expect it to. Like, I, there was a pipe dream of, like, maybe, like, once the first stock is out in, like, a month's time, we might, like, get to it then. But, like... We had five grand in the first two hours, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Like, I literally called awesome. up my camera guy and said, yo, we're, we're filming Friday. I don't know what it is, but we're filming Friday. <laughs> we're doing something. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been absolutely nuts. Uh, thank awesome, you so, so much for, for yeah, I, I don't know. 
but you guys as well have sort of get the word out there and contribute and stuff and i really appreciate it thank you so much it's, it's absolutely it's, it's, it's assholes like you that make me think i should be doing a patreon i want to, I want to let <laughs> no jesse you do a patreon and you can't fulfill the requirements every we, month we so no it. we're not doing it anymore oh really you stopped it when was that uh Krendor and i because i want to do something that's specifically about the animation so i can have an an the animation all the time ah and that's that's yeah. my dream yeah that is the way to go because it is impossible to actually make money doing animation on YouTube. It just can't be done. You, it, it can't you need be done. It. It's great. Like you I know so it. many animators on YouTube, and they all have so many problems making money on YouTube with yeah. amazing animations. And I'm like, what is what is this? Well, I mean, it's the simple problem that it takes too much work for too short a video, and YouTube has never really rewarded short videos all that much, and now they definitely don't, you yeah. know? Well, a lot of stuff gets, like, unfairly striked, too, and then they have yeah. to prove that it's theirs, and they're like, how every do I prove every video I we up Like, this is so... Every video we upload is multiple strikes, and we're just like, how do we... We have photos of Dan sitting at a computer that we just <laughs> sent to YouTube. We're like, this is him making the video. How do we prove... Yeah, so uh, I think the next step yeah. is we're gonna probably try and do a, a Patreon that's like... We are going to have an animator work full-time and have an editor work full-time to make this. So you got to have animations all the time. Yeah. And that's it. It's not going to be like the Jesse Cox, yo, I want your money thing. It's like, we just don't know how to do this without you kind of thing. So I think Danny is exactly on the right page where it's like, this is, I'm going to make some cool shit that I need your help to make. So cheers, dude. It's yeah. Thanks very much. I mean, it's really weird. If you go to like Graftreon and all these websites to like show you what the most successful Patreons are, there's loads of animation in there, but it's all NSFW stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, you can make some bank, serious though. bank. Uh, the, yeah. I think there was a developer of uh, a definitely not safe for work game as well that was making a huge amount of money. Wasn't there that recent blow up where the whole thing kind of imploded? It was a very successful yeah, the, Patreon, the and then one guy. Like, yeah. 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 yeah the, and there's two of them, I think. I think one of them made his own, and then the other two are left on their own, and they're making less separately than they were together. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a bit nuts. I know all of those. I know every single one. They fascinate me. Fascinate me. <laughs> I, yeah, I was recently talking to uh, Jeff Kersman of Giant Bomb about the, like, the amount of like Overwatch uh, porn that's being done inside of like... Source Filmmaker and stuff like that. What did I say yeah. years ago? Right? What did I say? Overwatch porn, you know that game's hot because people love the porn. And, <laughs> spoiler, it's fascinatingly good it's like the quality <laughs> it is. quality is like holy shit they took assets from this game and now those assets is fucking you would think that Widowmaker with a dong as tall as her body would just not look proportional but somehow they make matter. it it works it works somehow there's, there's a certain artistic vision required i mean, <laughs> what, what, I mean it artists. was uh months ago that we were having this discussion wasn't it that if you have uh, sort of iconic characters that people really resonate with that actually that re amongst other things also results in a lot of rule 34 porn yeah. basically yeah even before that game was out i remember when we did the overwatch doc i was you know going through google images for whatever some sort of uh, source material and like already there was all this <laughs> game was an alpha a month and there was yeah, loads of pictures like super well-made graphic imagery it's like, I had, like safe search off and like, serious fuck. talent you're just yeah. you're putting it yes. into things that maybe could be better used elsewhere smart. i don't know i say they're smart they, they're they smart know man what the internet is and they know that their talent can be used like even good artists every once in a while draw a nudie pick and hmm. it's like here everyone take this shit 
If I was an amazing artist, that's what I, I would, would spend my time doing. I would hentai 24 <laughs> hentai all day. Oh my it's, God. It's I'd make a fortune. Like, it's just like on YouTube, how there are people with amazing voices doing covers all the time. You get found that way. You do. That is true. I'd do ASMR. <laughs> like you me do ASMR. What the fuck? Like, oh, popcorn. It'd be great. I don't think that's what Jesse, ASMR you can is. literally do that now. That's a lot of work. And it's it not. It's exactly what you do all day anyway. Talking, but you talk like a little bit softer. <laughs> Okay, Dodger. Mm, there it is. Can Hold on. Not? No. I'll I'll do that. I'll totally. I don't think that, I don't think that that no. microphone works in no. the left right way. That's how it you works. want it to right it's now. Actually. <laughs> I'll never be ASMR. Uh, welcome to the commercial podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Coming up in the show, we'll be talking about the games we've been playing this week, and we'll wrap up the show with some news. PS for pro discussion no doubt this Yo. new steam review policy and of course steam releases. death stranding tv today, uh, i mean we yeah you can i don't know what like. i don't know what's happening kojima what's happening <laughs> what's happening kojima doesn't want you to know what's happening jesse Fine. you know what i mean you haven't played it nobody has played it there's no doubt about that and already everybody's panicking what what is even going no, on with that i didn't panic i said I have no idea what he's talking about, but I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. This game's going to be awesome. And some guy called me a cuck for letting Dodger walk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that Literally, sounds about right. That was the, the guy was like, yeah, some cuck like you letting Dodger walk all over you. How can you judge Kojima? I'm like, what are you talking What's about? What's that got to do with anything? That's so weird. That's why I retweeted. I was like, this yes. is the best troll I've ever. You win. You win, guy. I Yes, all I was saying is like, yeah, I'll be the one guy to be like, I don't know. Kojima could probably pull this one out. I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. The guy's like, you giant cuck asshole. I'm like, all right. <laughs> what? Damn. Yeah, nailed me. If if you need one nice, easy way to identify whether or not someone's worth talking to, you know, analyze the number of times they have unironically used the word cuck. And then <laughs> I think you'll probably come to the conclusion that if they have at any point, they're probably not worth speaking. I had to. to look it up. I was like, I don't even know what that. I don't means. even know what this is. And then yeah. it's like, oh, that. Oh. Uh. And then I was like, wow, that's not even creative. Not at all. Zero creative. It was really unfortunate. I was hoping it was going to be something very different. I just thought that it was really funny that the the anger came out of nowhere about a tweet about Kojima, where I was just like, you know, oh. what? I'll give him a chance. Kojima's a genius. I'll give him a chance. He was like, fuck you. Like, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guy. It's like, all I hope is that it has inspired just a few of these people to go back and read Othello. And then truly they will have benefited in some way from this silly, silly meme. Yep, yep. Whatever yes. it might be. Yeah, so there's that. Death Str so what exactly is, why is Death Stranding causing such a tizzy right now? What's Um, so he, Kojima basically came out at the, the PlayStation conference and was like, Yo, so this is a game that's going to be open world online, but instead of stabby stabby with sticks, it's going to be ropes binding people together. <laughs> and, and he had the illustrations. And sticks. Exactly. And sticks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he had illustrations and sticks. It, made, it literally makes no sense. It's so bizarre. You're just like, what are you making? What game? Troll, I swear to God, I'm not trusting literally anything this man says ever. <laughs> Like, it's all gibberish, and then a game comes out, and you're like, that game was great. Like, you have no idea what he's saying up until you play the game, and then you're just like, all right, well, that was fun. Yeah, it's like listening to, like, some acid house producer trying to explain their, like, what their album is going to sound like 
through words. It's just like fucking disregard it all and then you just like, listen yeah. to it when it's out. You can't follow his train of thought, but it's 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 like genius level insanity. Where it's just he has images of like him and I think Del Toro was one of the pictures, <laughs> and they're all roped together. And he's like, yeah, because our game instead of Dude. instead of buying instead of fighting people with sticks. Binding people with ropes, and you're like, What, what are you talking about? Do you think that, is Del Toro okay with this? It's like, I mean, what is going on here? I mean, can we get out of your weird fetish porn for a second and talk about video games? Never, we and just discussed it's it sells sex, sells apparently, TV. it does. In the game. Online, online, open world game with Norman Reedus, and it's a horror game, but also there's Something from another dimension is stuck on our, like, that's the Death Stranding is stuck here. It is nonsensical. I do, I could, I could not follow what was going on. I was like, fuck it. I'm in. I'm still going to play this game. I don't know what you're talking about. I can get behind David Cage games. I can get this I'm in. Let's do it. I mean, you will, you will back him to, to the ends of the earth despite oh, every yeah. abomination he creates. It's, it's, totally. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's online, but that doesn't mean like, multiplayer or does it great question great. we don't know great question great <laughs> just, just curious. Yeah, yeah and i think because he's the way he hinted he was saying like online games i think he was talking about like mmorpgs where it's like you fight each other with sticks and it's like people poking each other and Did then it's like is that what happens <laughs> <laughs> that's what that, that, is. that was my I experience in eve online i'm sure he's, he's making rust it's rust except oh god no Redis. Oh my god! <laughs> so instead of the random characters, everyone is stuck with Norman Reedus. Yeah, but you can customize your Norman Reedus. You of know? course, you know you can have so different change, colors of Norman Reedus, different yeah. sizes. Change the color of your baby that's stuck to your abdomen. Oh god! The even, slider. Even shade the of green do I want my child to be? Here's the thing: that'd be amazing. <laughs> but even, even the fact that it's open world—it's an open world horror game. Like, what is any of this? It's not, it doesn't make sense. Look, it's a spiritual successor to Cooking Mama. You just have to accept that at this point. <laughs> of course, of course. It's, it's just a, a little avant baby's cooking, cooking Mama. He's like, flip the pan, little baby. And the baby's like, <laughs> what if the people you know behind you... Cooking Mama had courage? Well, this is what they would create. You know, in about like a year's time, it's, it's going to be like a third person shooter. It will be. <laughs> It'll be a third person sneakathon. That'll be it. <laughs> but. Know. In, instead of like horses and armed dudes that you send up with balloons, it's just babies. You just yeah. attach balloons to babies. <laughs> yes. And then you, you can rope them together. Groups. Yeah. <laughs> Fly multiple babies. Oh dear. Can't wait. Can't wait. Day one. Uh, yeah, sure. Whatever that game is. <gasps> Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. What Don't... if it's like Pokemon? <laughs> Where you have to with collect like, all the babies by tying no. them together with ropes? Because he's saying, you don't poke each other, you just tie each other up. I would uh, capture What if What capture. if you're capturing other people and turning them into your slaves? Your army of Norman Reedus's. Just adding to them. It's like a Pokedex. It's like a Pokedex, but you open it up and it's just got a picture of Norman Reedus's. It's, it's 151 variants of Norman uh, Reedus's. I mean, Anywho. we laugh at that, but it's already been done with Pocket Mortys, so, you know. That's true. Yeah. Well, I, true. I feel like I know even less about Death Stranding than when we started this show now, so <laughs> thanks for that. I, I, look, I'm, I'm on the same boat, and I watched, the, I watched it. 
I watched it happen live, and I'm still I'm on the same boat with you. I don't. It might have been because it was really really late. I don't know. <laughs> Watching it again, still don't know. Still no clue. I was like, I need to rewatch this. What was this about? <laughs> still don't have a clue. Incredible. I'm, that's I think that's I think what excites me the most is I don't even after seeing him talk about it. I still don't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> it's amazing reading like the traditional sites coverage of it because they're just like fucking bewildered. Like yes. they, don't, they don't know what to say. I like, mean, traditional sites said. struggle with stuff that's outside the box to begin with. If they don't have a direct comparison to some other popular game, this is going to be hilarious seeing them scramble for this one. I can't wait. It's going to be highly entertaining. Absolutely lovely. Mm. Well, okay, cool. So that's a game that we have not played and... Or have we? <laughs> yeah, maybe we, we have. We maybe, maybe we're being played right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's coming out, and then it's just going to be Frog Fractions too. Everybody knows it. <laughs> That'd be amazing if it was just a game people have already played. But starring Norman Reedus. It was just—it was Super Mario World, but Norman Reedus's face was on <laughs> Mario, and that was it. That was, and people are like. This is genius. <laughs> I know, right? Because it's Kojima. 11 yeah, out of no, 10. Game it. of the we century. We get it. Now is the time when the medium has transcended to art. Only now. The, you're, um, an, you're an auteur. Yeah. So speaking of uh, Mario, when they announced the like Mario runner that is oh, coming up. The iOS thing, computer, yeah. I, so I thought... I don't know why I thought this, but like Nintendo has been pushing so hard for people to like go outside, right? So I was like, oh, it's like that zombie runner game where you hear <laughs> zombies in your ear and it makes you run. And I was like, I don't know, for some reason, I thought that you were gonna be like looking at your phone and when Mario needed to jump, you would have to jump. And I was like, that's gonna be terrible. That would that's be not gonna work highly dangerous, not to mention very embarrassing. I know. But it's just, just constantly playing the music from 1 1 over and over again. So you're like, yeah, 30, 30 minutes. It's endless. Then it's it endless. Gets stomped by Goombas the entire mm -hmm. time. I, I'll be honest. I want to live in a world where people are randomly Mario jumping on the street. <laughs> <laughs> like one fit. Yes. I, I would feel safe. I would still feel safe in that world. Just driving down, be like, everything's as it should be. <laughs> this is perfect. Finally. I, I want to see. Peace. Yep. What, uh, which company manages to harness this AR thing the best to make people do the stupidest things in real life? Yeah. I wonder who can do it. Assuming anyone can. You know, maybe Pokemon Go was a one-off. There was a, I think it was announced that it's down 80% of its player base, and yet it's still the most profitable iOS game right so now. so bad. Wow. Well, I mean, they haven't done anything, have they, since they brought it out? They I got mean, rid of all that like third-party usability stuff, which oh, like, they got rid of all the useful things. Okay. Yeah, that was the reason I was Love playing it. It. Yeah. it was like, right. it's like when you get mods in Warcraft. It's like imagine if Blizzard started patching that shit out, and you're like, no, like this is usability. <laughs> this give, yeah. give me those. I want those back. Yeah, that's that's oh, that is unfortunate. Record. Uh, record, let it let it show. No, Jesse. Coxodamus, stuff <laughs> spoke. And by November, no one would give a shit about Pokemon Go. <laughs> I need a robe. I need a robe and then and a white beard. I just need to scrawl things on a piece of paper that are really obvious, but at the time, everyone doesn't believe. <laughs> you and should I'll just keep a robe there in I your should. office. I should. Just to, It gets cold here sometimes. It'd be nice just to it have does. it. I'll just scrawl it down, and I'll release a website of all my scrawlings, and people will be like, he's a genius. I'm like, no, it's just very, very obvious. 
So all right, what's your what's your death stranding one then? What? Oh, uh, uh, it. it'll, be, it'll make just as much sense as a fire whale, but still be viewed as genius and like a profound work of art. Yeah, and fire and, whale. Yeah, fire whale. Uh, that was fire the most recent <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. There was oh a right. Whale. Oh yes. Yeah. I heard about why, fire whale. Why Got was it. there a fire whale? I don't know. And then it became nothing related to the fire whale, and people were still like. This fucking game is genius. And I was like, I don't know about that, but all right. <laughs> Apparently, those people never finished it because the last yeah. part of the game was not at all that. Damn savage! Wow. I, I I feel like I officially completed it, even though it like went. Oh wait, there's more, and then told me that half the game was left. I was like, fuck no! Like, like I've had I enough of this, this game. Yeah, but there's only so much of this fever dream I can take in the course of like a week, so I walked away. Sensible. Sensible. Now, Danny, you were at uh, PAX, right? I was. Yeah. Uh, What did you catch at PAX that uh, Hmm. really caught your fancy? Uh, Do you want to talk about Duke Nukem? Uh, You can if you like. I mean, caught your fancy. It didn't catch your fancy. It's basically. uh, Did it? (laughs) I mean, it. It did in the way that, like, mm, I like Duke Nukem. It sounds like it did. <laughs> like, take, your time, take your time to think this one out. Yeah. Did it? All right. So there's strippers, right? Sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. Imagine then there's there's an interactive pool table. Sure. It's pretty yeah. cool, right? Now imagine, again, it's already like Game of the Year, I know. Now imagine that the bar in, the television in the bar in the first level, second level, has uh, a, like a gif of like a Bronco speeding down a highway. Like it's got a fucking OJ Simpson reference in it. I totally had forgotten about that. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Just, yeah. Okay. We got Duke Nukem. That's I, it. Yeah. Play it. It's 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 a remaster of Duke 3D. I played some of the other level. I, I'm not sure if the embargo's there for the other levels. They're fine. I mean, if they sell it for like 15, 20 bucks, I'll probably play it and play through Duke again. I, I feel like Duke has enough levels already. Like, especially with all the expansions, there were a lot of level packs for that game. Do we need eight more? Is that a selling point? Uh, I mean, when it comes to its remaster, it's not really much of a remaster, is it? No. I mean, the only the only interesting thing I thought was that you can hit down on the D-pad to swap between the two engines. And if you remember looking up in Duke 3D, like it did that weird, because it was like doing ray casting or something for yes. depth that wasn't yeah. really 3D. So they now have it in 3D. So like, that's like, that's an interesting technical tidbit. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's not, it's not the most impressive thing. Let me stop talking about Duke. I shouldn't have thought about Duke. I fucked up. I, I yeah, bet my, I mean, it on the wrong the, horse. The, just the show's Look, on. If you just love a, Duke, I, that's fine. I, I downwards. You really love Duke. Every five years, there is a new Duke remaster. I buy it, play the first two levels, and then never touch it again. To be fair, those are the two best levels, so you're okay with that. I can't remember anything else after that. No. Uh, Maybe the best thing I played at PAX was um, uh, the Squanch Tendo VR game. The what? What? You know Justin Roiland? We got some Rick and Morty fans in here. Oh, uh, no. but The the creator of Rick and Morty, he's basically making this... He's got this VR company and they've called it Squanch right. Tendo. Squanch right. Tendo. Uh, how Squanch do you spell I about that? Yeah. Squ- I know. I don't know what. I'm just going to guess, with- and if I get it wrong, it's his fault. It, I, like, Nintendo are the most litigation, like, trigger friendly company in the world. So, oh, yeah, of all of the companies to call it after that, I'm but sure they'll love that. Yeah. But he, had, he made basically, they made this game. It's free, it's coming out on um, Vive for free. 
I think they're basically, they're essentially making it because they want to use it to like get investors in as like a, this is an interesting way to make games. And VR, obviously, you know, fucking still not really breaking through, really expensive, not many games in there, no like Ah. big killer apps, all that sort of stuff. And this thing is definitely not like, this is a game that you finish in 20 minutes. I was crying laughing with the headset (laughs) on. It is the funniest fucking thing. It might be the funniest game I've ever played. They pumped this thing on my head. It's just like the writing, like I like Rick and Morty, so I think like they're they're incredible writers. And then it's developed by the guy who made, I forget the gentleman's name, the English dude who made the Stanley Parable. Mm. Ah, yes. yes. I I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. So they know, they, they get like, you know, landing a beat in comedy is like really difficult in video games because there's so many variables you've no control over it uh, mm-hmm. like film where you can really sort of like anticipate it uh but like you know that guy sonny parable is a game that like kind of got it and then that and justin royal and sort of like writing prowess uh it's the fuck i don't want to spoil any of the parts of it because it is the funniest fucking thing ever but at one stage in the game it's, it's called accounting and it's basically you're an accountant in this like you know job simulator type situation it's like sort of self-aware and then there's this like they're, they're telling you that there's this like new type of accounting with virtual reality so you pick up this virtual reality headset in the world put it on and it basically does this thing where it transports you to a bunch of places by accidents like weird fucked up dimensions right the, fir- the first one is this like pretty little tree area where it's like it's pretty it's pretty in this trees and it looks really like every vr demo you've ever done right and then this really fucked up creature pops out of the tree and it's like who the fuck are you? Like, this is my tree place. What the fuck are you doing here? Get out of here. And he's like screaming at you. And then this telephone rings on the wall and you like pick it up and it's it's your boss telling you, oh shit, we've sent you to the wrong place. So you've, you're listening to this phone call while this guy's still giving you shit, like <laughs> screaming obscenities at you. And I, I just absolutely lost it. And then it, it transports you to a bunch of other places and does like super messed up stuff. I really hope it's like people who buy Vives, fair play to them, they cost a fortune. Uh, pick this thing up when you get a chance and just like have a party where you have a bunch of people over because it was like literally the most i've never laughed so much i love comedy games but i've never laughed so much in my entire life it's absolutely that is high praise but it's like the worst game to talk about because like how many of your viewers have actually got a vibe and will be looking to play dozens of them literally literally tens of viewers i mean do any any of you guys yeah, uh, we. I do. I can't use it in my office. My office is too fucking small. Uh, but I <laughs> yeah, do have we're it. gonna we're gonna take ours here because we're like we just don't have the space to no use it really. Correctly. I find the Oculus more useful in that regard because there yeah. are just more seated uh, seated experiences that I can use it with. Yeah. But even then, like VR has caused me so many problems. I'm. I mean, I'm replacing my PC quite soon, but it seems like. Both of the VR headsets just play havoc with your PC when it comes to the USB connections or whatever. Uh, Having both plugged in at the same time, well, that's a death sentence. Like, half half of your stuff just doesn't work. I I had a situation with the Vive where every Unreal 4 game that I tried to load would instead try to load onto the Vive, even though the Vive was not on. And I I couldn't play any of them. I've heard that that. one a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't seem to be any fix for it. It's just a fucking nightmare. Uh, so honestly, like I haven't touched my VR in a little while because I'm just waiting for my new machine, and then hopefully that'll work properly with it. But outside of that, the the problem with uh, covering VR stuff is again that there's such a limited market at the moment for for mm-hmm. it, and it's also really damn hard to film well. Yeah, Th- there's a couple of ways to do it, and they're all terrible. <laughs> so it's tricky. 
Yeah, I was I at really... that event trying to do it. And like, th- even then it was like, the audio is now going through the breakout box on the Vive. So I had the gameplay and I had the video of one of our uh, GameSpot people, because it was my last week there, playing the game. But I had no audio in a game which is about dialogue delivery. It was like, oh, yeah. shit. Fucking all this useless, useless footage. Oh, well. Not ideal. Hmm. Oh, did anyone have the opportunity to watch the amazing Nier Automata trailer from the Tokyo Game Show that is one minute, eight seconds of numbers and a two-second shot of a robot? Because <laughs> that's all it is. No, but it sounds like you got to experience that. Well, I was Don't interested in looking at it because I, I keep track of... Uh, I mean, one, Nier was amazing and completely underrated. Uh, secondly, Nier Automata has been developed by Platinum, which, you know, should hopefully be a combination which will work well. There is gameplay of this game out. You know, it's not like it doesn't exist. It does. But their newest trailer is literally numbers, a robot, and more numbers. So I was like, oh, well, um, I mean, I, I no, I, I don't know anything more than I did previously. I mean, I assumed the game would have robots in it. It is called Automata. But this has not really enlightened me too much. Mm. So that was wonderful. <laughs> That's what Tokyo Game Show is all about. Yeah, it actually <laughs> is. Like, I want to go one day. Apparently, like, uh, a bunch of the GameStop people were going last week, and there's this thing that happens with a load of Japanese publishers, but they don't just, like, they don't acknowledge international press. So no. they were like, oh, yeah, we're doing, we're not doing appointments for international press. I'm just like, but, but we're coming from thousands of miles away. Can we please see your video game? No. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have to go someday. That does sound like Japan in a nutshell, yes. What was your stat? Was that your standout from PAX, or did you manage to play something? Nah, so I, to be honest, my PAX was was really weird because we only had two of us went as video producers, so I was running around doing support for a lot of other people, not getting to play much. But I did get to play a game that I've really been sort of uh, interested in since the first trailer came out, and since I played it last year, I actually sort of got my interest peaked again, which is Strafe. Um, yes, I played Strafe. That's yeah. that's fun. So that's, I think Devolver is publishing it. It's the, like, it's basically like a arena shooter homage to like, it feels very Quake 1-y in terms of the character models and the speed and stuff. Um, It's been developed by, so that you folks might remember the trailer, the one where the kids like, like eyeballs explode. Very 90s, yes. Amazing. So the guy who was making, the lead producer in this game um, used to make, or maybe still does, I don't know, uh, used to direct music videos. So that's why that trailer was good. And I thought that would be it, except I went into the tutorial in this game and it's all in FMV and it's yeah. fucking... Un- Did you play it? Uh, I have heard of it. I, he didn't show it to me, but he's given right. me a copy of the game on a floppy disk because he's a dick. <laughs> uh, so I do have a USB floppy drive. There is a text... I actually just broke the floppy disk. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> really? Can I... Yeah, it all I, happened so fast. I, I accidentally, uh, I, I accidentally <laughs> adhered the floppy disk to the top of my compressor uh, with double-sided tape. I'm not sure when this happened. Um, hmm, I off. don't. I think I can still read it. If I recall correctly, you can, you can still read a floppy disk without the metal bit, right? Without the you outside casing, or without without the, without, without the metal bit yes. on the outside, it'll yeah, still it run. Just, yeah, yeah, it, it just means it might degrade faster. That's fine. It, yeah. it, it, it literally, the disc has a text file on it with a Steam key. He's a dick. All but, right, okay. Uh, but he did specifically say, if you're going to show the game, don't show that tutorial sequence because we want it to be a surprise for people because it's all in FMV and awesome. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. 
it's wonderful it's really good and yeah I, I didn't capture it at the time because because it is definitely worth enjoying uh and then the game itself i mean like it's 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 kind of taking a spelunky-ish kind of route where it is like you know procedurally generated world based off of you know a certain biome um but the other biomes that they had or the other like whatever like arenas that they had um actually did sort of change up gameplay in a rather significant yeah. way like the first one was was very like corridor shootery and the next area was a lot more open space and a lot bigger uh, enemies and stuff uh and yeah I, I just everything about that game like interesting little tidbits about how stuff works how like in-engine stuff works how like mechanics uh i'm trying to think of like some of the specifics but there's like loads of ways in which different mechanisms that are separate to each other actually interact in the ways that you would think they would uh makes me think that like there's a certain amount of tlc that's been given to this um from a bunch of dudes who like really like old school arena shooters or, yes. or camp campaigns for those. So I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic that it's going to be like a fun little sort of Dodger you know, is horrified by the trailer. What the you? fuck are you showing right what? now? <laughs> this it is, is the trailer for the game. <laughs> so good. It, yes, it is that ridiculous. I want this so badly. You have no idea. <laughs> what the fuck? And it I could have very easily been like just I a just shitty just game. <laughs> Yes, his head just blew up, and then his mother tried to put it back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what the fuck? That's how you market a game. That's how you market an indie. Damn FPS right. Game. I mean, that is, that's why most people even know that Strafe exists. Yeah. Uh, weird thing about because Strafe of that is, video. yeah, pretty much that it blew up like about a year ago. <laughs> uh, I, I use that term, Lich. Hey, but outside of that. The game is, um, it's a little bit roguelite, like, you know, there's the procedural generation going on, but it does feel like an arena shooter. The guns feel suitably satisfying, but you also get a bunch of, like, random upgrades for the guns that uh, completely change things around, so... There's a limited selection of weapons, but they can all be yeah. used in different ways, depending on which run you're going through. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of great movement, a lot of great uh, gunplay involved in that. It does yeah, definitely it look like right, Quake. You know? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. It it's obviously like it. spent a lot of time making it feel that way. Yeah, I was asking him actually about what the how they felt when Doom came out because that obviously feels like that sort of. I feel like that is another game that feels the way like it should. Like mm -hmm. player movement in that is like I picked that game up Phenomenal. and I was like, oh, it's yeah. like I'm playing an old game. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were yeah, they were super happy about that like sort of little arena shooter revival that's kind of happening or like yeah. old school first person revival. Um, yeah, I think cool. we saw a sort of start of that with Wolfenstein, didn't we? And then uh, yeah. Doom, Doom coming along and arguably Shadow Warrior too late in the year, although that's going a little borderlands for some people. So. Yeah, I played a bit of that as well, actually. And I played it. I quite like yeah. it. Yeah, I was into it. I, I like what they're sort of adding to it. And it, it, yeah. those games always look super sharp as well. So It really comes down to me as to what's going to happen over the course of a few hours of play. I mean, you can play the game yeah. for about 15 minutes and it's like, yeah, this is great fun. But then I'm thinking, all right, well, how's it going to play over a few hours? You know, yeah, you gave me a quest. How many more quests are you going to give me? What's the level design going to be like? What's the weapon progression going to be like? Are the enemies going to get too bullet spongy if I don't spend too much yeah. time collecting shit? How is that going to work? I, I mean, I, what I played of it, I liked, but I think I need to play it for longer o over multiple levels to really figure out whether or not it's actually and, a good game. And that's a game where bullet spongy hurts it very because the whole premise totally is like can. i just cut that dude in half or yes, that guy exploded absolutely. yeah and to not have that would really suck so mm. yeah very true but they have gone down the borderlands route of uh it's a looter shooter and you put stuff in your guns and they change your guns around and what i played of that again was mostly fine 
Uh, there were a couple of very boring upgrades that I felt like would be, yeah. you know, you might as well just apply these automatically. I don't want to go into a menu to fuck with this. But there outside of that. nothing more boring to me than when the game is like, if you want to spend like an hour building a gun for yourself, go for it. And I'm like, can you just? I, I don't. Gun? Can you just give me a good want, one? Just like, give me good guns. There's no point in having hundred so million boring. guns if only like fifty of them are any good. You know, the that's part, yeah. That's one of the saving graces of it. Maybe is that at least they're not doing the procedural gun thing. Yeah. There is only about fifty guns in it. But you're right. The upgrades in it are like some of them are like so piecemeal. You're like, yes, sure. I guess, so I guess I'll put that in there, yeah, yeah. Why not? But then you maybe go into a menu instead of killing something to do that. And so, the menu is right now. Obviously, it's not. You know, actually, it's coming out pretty soon. Actually, I think but, October. Yeah. Yeah. Next Menus month. are like. It's like I'm playing a first person shooter from like 1999 again. They could use some work, definitely. Yeah. But but yeah, I was it was I was intrigued by it at least. Yes. Yeah. I'm interested to see how it turns out, and I think they seem to have the fundamentals down, but. We'll have to see how it plays over a longer period of time, I think. Uh, the only other game I played at Fax is a lot of people have played before uh, was uh, Astroneer. I have I don't know what that is. It's kind of like, imagine, bear with me now. Okay. Imagine, imagine a third person No Man's Sky where you can play with other people. It's kind of like... You land you on lost a planet. Me at no man's sky. Okay. <laughs> I thought that might happen. It's like you should watch. You should watch like twenty seconds of video of this game because it really comes across. I I I sort of picked up on it because people were making like these amazingly beautiful looking like Twitter animations that were getting like retweeted. Okay. Uh, but it's basically a game where you are you land on a planet. You have to build like a little. You've got a space shuttle and you have to build like a little base. Um, collect a couple of like things uh, you know different resources around you but the sort of the i guess the base mechanic that's like really satisfying is that when you're picking things up you're basically like terraforming you're like using this gun to like suck away at the earth and then oh, terrain deformation going on in this yeah, yeah and then you can you can reapply it as well so you can right click and it'll you can build so you can get yourself out of places uh, and we played a two-person co-op uh, so you have to like you know i Get my little space shuttle and then build an extra seat using this science machine a sort of like normal progression you get in any one of these games uh but it like looks really pretty and the daylight cycle is really nice and the like you know you've got an oxygen tank which can't can only get so high so you need to get like a certain amount of distance and then go back and upgrade it and all that i enjoyed the loop uh once you're done you can basically like shoot up into the stratosphere and then pick another planet in the solar system to go to i'm not yeah. sure what else is like past, you know what this game is look good this game is everquest landmark it kind of oh, is, actually, yeah. yeah. What's EverQuest like... Landmark? Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, the Never story heard of that. that. It was the, the beautiful uh, companion piece to EverQuest Next. That yeah. that then ended up being Never the only up. game because EverQuest yes. Next was cancelled. Was that yeah. the build? That was like the world building part? That was of the yes. world building thing. Yes. Right, yeah. It looks like the exact same thing where you're like, you're taking pieces of the world, but then you can like reform the world. And then you build stuff in that world. Yeah, it, it looks like is the it looks like a much more fleshed out version of EverQuest Next. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's good fun. Uh, they've been showing it off at a bunch of different conferences now, so I'm sure. I think soon enough they're going to have an early access uh, thing. Uh, and it's like it's definitely made by a group of devs who have made games before because just everything from the way it controls and the UI and stuff is like super polished. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's good fun. Hmm, it's cute. A little too shabby. Yeah, that's what I play. That's what Pax is. Just right. play cute, weird little games. You didn't get Absolutely. a chance to play Oxygen Not Included, Absolutely. though, by the sounds of it. 
I didn't. No, I was uh, supposed to go good. for an appointment. Somebody else did it. Was it really good? Yeah, I it was. I was definitely like my game of the game. show. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I like everything Clay does because everything Clay does is mm. good. It's not necessarily my thing, but everything they make is good. And now they're like, hey, let's do colony management game and with a bunch like, of like weird simulation stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. I was like, hey, yeah, we're gonna simulate everything. It's like, oh, okay. Um, we're gonna do a bunch of weird sciencey shit with it, but it's also about managing really incompetent and fr and extremely entitled colonists. It's like if they learn how to do anything, they suddenly become super entitled and refuse to work unless you give them an entertainment system or whatever. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have met a, a good few YouTubers that would act this way. I can relate to a lot of this. I'd like to send most of those YouTubers to a hostile alien planet as well, actually, if possible. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the like quick? What's the quickest like point of reference for this? Because I would look at it when oh, it's like a more fleshed out Fallout shelter or. Uh, I mean, there's a little bit of that to it. It's RimWorld, Dwarf Fortress-esque right. kind of thing, but a lot easier to understand. I feel like there's a lot of games that have tried to do that. Most of them have failed. Uh, it's not as complex as RimWorld as of yet, but I'd say it's more accessible. It seems to be more focused on a smaller number of individual colonists and their particular quirks, and also big simulation management of things like oxygen and heat and the biomes and all that sort of thing as they spread around and supposedly work logically within the game physics. I'm intrigued to see how it plays out for people that get a true grasp on that and what kind mm. of crazy shit they can do with it. Yeah, I'd love if there was that like high ceiling like you get in Kerbal where like you can play that game as a sort of a hobbyist, but then you watch videos of other people and you're like, how the fuck did you figure that one? <laughs> yeah. I think it seems like it has the potential to get there. That you can play it at that level. How far uh, out is it? Is that, they, uh, they early access it in a few access. months. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Towards the end of the year for early access for that one. Uh, speaking of games like that, I played Stonehearth. Ah, yes. That um, game has supposedly been coming out forever and hasn't yet. I had How never heard of it before, uh, but my friend Anne has been playing it on stream and she said that she was like completely addicted to it. And I was like, all right, okay. I'll try it out. Cause I liked room world, but I really, I really hated room world at the same oh, okay. time. So I think a lot of people uh, have that relationship with room world at this point. Yeah. So I liked the idea of a game that was basically room world, but like a kind of cuter, less dire, depressing well, version of that game, that? which is <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> In my room, in my room world game, Sam threw a party to make everybody feel better, and they finally started feeling better. And then we got attacked by exploding rats, and they all died, and they yep, caught fire. Sounds about right. I don't want to play that anymore. <laughs> you put so much work into that game, and then exploding rats just blow everything up. Yep. Not worth it. Sounds about right. It's not worth it. So, uh, uh, it's yeah, a game I about losing. Play Stonehearth. <laughs> Stonehearth is super cute. It does a lot of the same things where it's like you can designate zones. Um, you can determine what goes in those zones. So you can say, all right, when we first start off, you know, everything that you guys collect goes into this section, but then you can later make it a bit more specific. Like, all right, you put wood over here, you put food over here. Um, there are different like standard houses that you can build, but you can also custom make any kind of a thing that you want really um, that lets you not quite Sims style, a bit more just like basic than Sims, but it lets you be like, all right, I want the foundation to look like this. And then 
I want the walls to look like this. And I want the door to look like this. And this is what size I want it to be. And the whole world is covered in a small grid. So um, you can always keep track of like, oh, okay. So last time when I was click dragging, it was a three by four. So when I click drag now, it's going to say it's three by four again. So that's really convenient. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really, really cute. I got super addicted to it. I really wanted to play it again all day, but I wasn't able to. Uh, it's got like three different difficulty tiers. You can rename people. It's the same sort of a thing where all of the people have different stats and there are lots of different classes or like jobs that you can give people. Um, I named almost all of them after my subs, but one of them looked exactly <laughs> like Gerard. So it was just Gerard in a village filled with my subscribers and Gerard became our chef. The worst. So he's, he's been, he's been making vegetable soup constantly. Good man. I don't know. Something about, I think it might be the looks. Something about that just style, I think I'm just done with. Right. Oh, yeah. I totally oh, agree. Kind of I, can't, I, can't I, handle it. I can't handle it. I totally feel you. And when I first started playing, I was like, I don't know how long yeah. I'm going to play this because it just looks like Minecraft. <laughs> right? It uh, has that weird, like, that, oh, I just don't, what is that? The voxel look? I just don't. I'm over it. I'm over yeah. everything looking like that. I feel you, but it, it had enough of the elements that I really loved in RimWorld while also giving me this kind of like carefree, okay, everything, everything isn't dying and I'm not horribly depressed and stressed out while I'm playing this game all the time sort of a feel. So I think it was the perfect level of that type of village buildings, like survival group game. How, how long do you, are like the sort of the, the, towns themselves like the level levels themselves my wife plays a load of um, banished and like, <laughs> oh, super addicted to it yeah you like she'll have like a, a place going forever and she thinks it's going really well and then suddenly everyone gets like fucking cholera or something and it's like over straight away um, so that, is it kind of like that or is it is it longer i i don't think that people can get sick in this game right um you that. need to maintain food uh you need to make sure that they stay happy um, but as long as they have a place to sleep and you have farmers consistently making food, like they're pretty much fine. Uh, the different difficulty levels determine how many monsters are showing up because monsters fairly consistently show up and sometimes they're really strong. Sometimes they're really weak. Um, it took me a while to figure out how to be like, oh, there are monsters showing up. Okay. What do I need to do? Because there's a button you have to press to make it so that everybody's like running for safety. And there's a button you have to press to make sure that your people that have sports, like know ring where the, to go. Ring the town bell. Yeah. And I kept just not pausing. I was like, I can, it's fine. And one of my characters died and I felt so bad. She just got ripped apart by wolves. And I was like, oh, <laughs> whoops, my bad. Um, but disease is not a thing, I don't think, which uh, was one of the most frustrating parts of of games like room world mm. it was just like literally if one person gets sick everybody oh, yeah. gets sick yeah mm. and i'm not i'm not about that i just want i just want to like be able to build my cool little village have them fend off wolves and trade with people and i don't know you'd rather get torn apart by wolves than than die of cholera I would rather them get torn apart by wolves than have to than have to constantly designate that specific people be cleaning all of the houses constantly to make sure no one gets a disease because that's tedious shit and I hate it. <laughs> 
So yeah, that game is really fun. Um, it did, it had a bug again. It's, it's still early access. It had a bug while I was playing it when they were in the middle of building a house. Um, and they never finished the house and I couldn't figure out how to get them to finish the house. <laughs> so that sucked, but, um, I'm pretty sure if I just tear the house down and start over, it'll be fine. What? I love, I love how you started with, it was just really fun and really relaxing. And then it progressively got into, I couldn't figure out a bit of house. People died. It was just the worst. But it was like, but it was like cute through the whole day. So it was okay. It was all okay. It was all okay. I'm sorry, Alyssa. That was, that was who got ripped apart by wolves. Alyssa, I'm so sorry. You got ripped apart by wolves. But overall, it was a very fun experience. It's very fun. Did you play that like sad Lord of the Rings music as she faded away into nothingness? No, it was so abrupt. She just got chased by wolves and she got really scared and curled up in a ball. And then suddenly Aww. she poofed and turned into an R.I.P. tombstone. But fortunately, I can move the R.I.P. tombstone wherever I want. So I can start a little cemetery in town. <laughs> She contributed to the development of your town. Yeah. yeah, really. Someone got to die first. It's true, so that I can make my cemetery. Uh, you also uh, adding adding in that 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 Minecraft feel. You can also mine into walls and like dig down into the ground and stuff if you want to. Um, I have yet to have that reap me any kind of new material, <laughs> but apparently you can find like copper and shit. So maybe maybe one day they'll stumble onto a copper mine or a, a gold mine, if you will. But yeah, it's a cute game. It's a cute game. I have no idea when it's actually supposed to release, though. Well, it's, it's, it's on early it access, is it? Never. It is still early access, yeah. yeah. 25 bucks. $25. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I also played a game... Uh, that we saw in the release list a while back called Seasons After Fall. Yes, that's the Fox um, game, right? Yeah, it's that really pretty game where you're a fox and in the trailer you meet like a giant bear with glowing green eyes and stuff. Uh, that game was... I don't, I don't know how to explain my frustration with that game because it's going to sound... I think it's going to make me sound like an asshole, but... Basically, well, I mean, this is the perfect show for that. So, by that's all means, that's true. We do, we do just constantly circle jerk assholiness. Pretty much. The last um, thirty minutes of the show is nothing but us judging books by their covers. So, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, this game, the game itself pitches that it's going to be fairly short. Um you start off as like a spirit that inhabits the body of this fox. You're hearing a voice, a woman's voice, who essentially tells you, um, calls you a seed, keeps calling you little seed, and uh, tells you that you need to gain the powers of all of the seasons in order to bring them back to the woods. Are we? Like, I'm what? so sorry. You, <laughs> you're trying to describe this game and all we're seeing on the screen is you're trying to jump at a wall. You are hopeless over over. this. <laughs> <laughs> It's so painful. <laughs> you're like you're a little seed, and this voice is talking. You just uploaded this footage, something. and it's terrible. Like, I let me skip forward and see if you're better. You were the one who chose this marker, so have fun. <laughs> I don't even feel bad. At least you've um, taken off your Stormgavir hat now. Jesus. What do you mean, my JoJo's hat? 
you Nazi SS stormtrooper hat or whatever it was? No, my JoJo, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure hat. Oh, that's what it is. It's an anime thing. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so so at that point, you're like, okay, I understand what this game is, right? Yeah. I I am, am a little a little spirit inside of a fox and I'm going to go around collecting the seasons and bringing them back to You're the forest. You're still doing nothing in this gameplay. God, skip. That game. Okay, we, we can move on then. No, TV. I found it. I found you it. You don't want to fucking listen. You're about doing something. You don't give a fuck about this game and that's fine. I am trying to do my job as a producer and you're game. making it hard by being shit at video games, damn Oh, it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Tell her about the game. To use my Tell fucking footage instead of a goddamn trailer that would probably <laughs> represent the game better. Tell me about the game. <laughs> Tell me about the game. <laughs> Tell me about the game. Don't fight. Tell me about the game. It's okay. Tell me about the game. Tell me about the game. Tell me about the game. It's okay. It's okay, tell him about the game. Thank you. Uh, no, wait, hold on a minute. Okay, yeah, I understand. All right, I'll wait. I'll wait for you to come back. You're still jumping up and down. Jesus, God. Okay, tell me about the game. It's a platformer. It's a platformer. It appears it's a, to be that. A side-scrolling platformer game with a bunch of different weird puzzles. Uh, and yeah. You think that it basically all that I was trying to fucking explain is that you feel like this game is going to be, you know, like two hours and it winds up being more like five or six um, because the game goes on much longer than you think it's going to. And that wound up for whatever reason, feeling really frustrating to me. It was kind of like when a movie feels like it, it's almost over and then it's never it's just never over. <laughs> like, we got to moments where I was going, ah, this is definitely the end of the game. And it would be like, great. I'm so glad that you've done that part. Now do this this next thing. And I was like, no, you said that I had to do this. No. <laughs> but there, there's only four seasons, right? So if you get one, you're like, oh, okay, I'm out of quarter. There's right? the rev. There's the rev, Danny. There, they, they tell you that that's what the game is. They tell you that that's what you're doing in this game. Don't they, Danny? Don't they, Danny? Yeah, it's the, it's the secret <laughs> fifth season where everything's on fire. They, they, they pitch the game to you. This lady's voice pitches the game to you and then it's, it turns into something else. But um, The game was beautiful from start to finish. Uh, I obviously had some problems with uh, very specific spots where you would have to jump in order to spring yourself. I'll look of it about 85% of them, yes. Um, and you, but you get to like change the seasons and make different puzzles, do different things and stuff like that. So it was fun. It just went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. And I kept feeling faked out. And I, again, I feel like an asshole for making that complaint of like, they put way too much into this game, which they like, I, like I get <laughs> it. Assholes. But yeah, by but the end, I was going, do, do I understand like what the story it too arc thin, was. Though? Like, it, it, does it feel like it just loses steam at some point or is it? It, was it just a it, matter of expectation? It made me, I would say that it made me backtrack too much. Right. Um, it made me go into the same zones over and over and over again to do different things. And I think that made it feel longer. Like that made it feel more repetitive and like, oh my God, okay, I have to do this next thing in that same place again. That's fine. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you know, and really I just, I just wanted to like, I just I just wanted the conclusion and it felt like it felt like the stuff that I had to do sometimes was just a little too tedious. All right. But, 
but it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. Be be aware there is a true ending that you don't get unless you have like a hundred percented everything else. And I was really pissed about that. <laughs> and I wound up I wound up finding somebody's YouTube video and watching. Yeah, it it's like at that I point, like you know what, I'm not doing any more of this. Yeah, no, I was no. like, this is gonna be another fucking hour. So I just watched. I just watched a video. You should not be that angry with a game with a fox in it. I'm just yeah. Saying. I'm. Uh... <laughs> wow. Yes. This is this hits. I can't. T- I can't tell you why that's not true because it's a huge spoiler for the game. Right. But. Is it not a fox? Are you actually a dog? <laughs> a dog that a dog that was painted to look like a fox. And that's- <laughs> when the rain like a the- huge bait and switch, the whole game, everybody's calling you a fox, and you're like, I wasn't a fox at all. I was a skunk. <laughs> when the rainy season comes, it washes off the paint. Nice. And you're revealed. You're revealed to be a skunk. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And I the voice like that was communicating with you, your stink. That was my stink. Was my then stink glands. At the height and the apex of your despair, you change to the fire season and burn yourself alive, ending the game abruptly. What? What? <laughs> there's, what? There's probably a reason no one's asked me to write for video games. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week. And our sponsor for this week, of course, is squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go there. 10% of your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go make a website. Danny, there's a thing. You need a website. Bet you don't have I one use- of those. Uh, yeah, I actually use Squarespace. There you there go. There you go. Squarespace.com slash co-optional. Go. Danny uses it. We, we, we use it sometimes as well. So you might want to do it too. Here's an I ad was, for them. I used to be. I used to make websites professionally, and I still use Squarespace. Absolutely. I'm fucking lazy. Uh, it's perfect. You can be as lazy as you want to be with Squarespace.com/slash/cooptional. <laughs> it's perfect. We'll be right back. Honest. He's, he's still in the zooming thing, isn't he? Another month, another Squarespace ad. I'm sure Squarespace are extremely happy with our marketing for their product. As a matter of fact, Squarespace are not at all happy with our marketing for their product. Oh. Look, they're a company that facilitates the building of websites for people that want a professional-looking site without design or coding experience. Over the last few months, you have introduced killer robots, a meta within a meta within a meta, and I'm pretty sure you mentioned sharks at some point but nothing at all about how to actually make a website on Squarespace. Okay then, Mr. PR expert, what do you suggest? Well, I have a website on Squarespace. Why don't you just show them that? You have a website on Squarespace? Well, yeah, doesn't everyone? How long did it take you to make? I'd say it took about all of one day in total. Was it easy to make? Oh yeah, for sure, it was a piece of cake. What's the website for, exactly? In my case, it's a personal portfolio of most of the freelance work I've done up until now. Did you register using squarespace.com slash co-optional? Um, I, well... You didn't, did you? No. I knew it. You're part of the conspiracy. Killer robots, dancing sharks, Jesse's dumb face, it all makes sense now. You've all been working against me, bringing us down from the inside. Look, will you shut up if we give you 10% off your first order at squarespace.com slash co-optional? I could be persuaded to. Great. Awesome. Now that that's out of the way, I have to update the website. Why? Well, I'm looking for a new employer because I have the sudden desire to hit my current one with a brick. Squarespace, create a website for whatever you'd like, with no experience required. Galleries, e-commerce, portfolios, resumes for a future career with a mentally stable employer. Do it all on squarespace.com slash co-optional. Squarespace, you should. Use our bloody referral link, Chris!
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed the wonderful break. Yo. I had a great time. I emptied my bladder and then I filled it up again. Yeah, I walked (laughs) out of the room and then I stubbed my toe. It was amazing. Sounds like my life. Yeah. Peaks and valleys. I've learned from that experience, just don't leave the office. (laughs) It's unsafe. I know you told me that months ago, and that's why I'm that's why I'm stuck. That's here. why you quit. Yeah, <laughs> I sleep there, and I work here, and my cats live there, and that's all I need. Yeah. Well, of course, nobody really knew is that he didn't voluntarily leave Gamespot. He got fired for not showing up for work for three months after not leaving his office. But you know, <laughs> it's just how it goes. It's all about how you spin it, TB. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Getting fired from GameSpot is actually a pretty good way to start a new career. There's precedent for that. There is actually a surprising <laughs> amount of it. Like you, you could spin I mean, that no. in a few ways as well. Really, it's <laughs> like right. is, is GameSpot a breeding ground for talent, or do people just try? You know, do anyone with talent try and escape GameSpot as soon as humanly possible? How does how does it work? I, I you know, I think the games industry as a whole just has like a like a ceiling. Uh, like a creative ceiling where you just hit it and you go, ah, I want to go somewhere else. Unless you like want to be a manager. And so I think that's what happens. So, like the people who want to make shit, like after a while they go, eh. like even like Kevin Van already used to be our head reviews editor is now writing for Larian. He moved to Belgium so he could write, uh, what's the name of that? Divinity, Original Sin. Divinity, Original Sin yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Creative people just want to make stuff, and then once they reach that ceiling, or they, I mean, you guys know all about it. Same thing, right? You yeah. gotta keep it fresh, do something new. So, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, some people got fired. What? Huh? What? Keep it new. We mostly just keep trying to recycle our past successes and hope that they keep giving us ad revenue. What? No, we're doing good. Danny, we're doing Everything, good. Everything's fine. Everything's we're doing fine. We're good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not if we slow down, we're trending decline. Have I made a terrible decision? <laughs> yeah, no. Is oh, like, is oh you'll like, be fine for a couple of years. You'll be okay. It, is this like Ebenezer Scrooge and you're all like the ghosts of Christmas future? It, it's just, like, we've all no, been oh, in it for yeah, six. Oh, yeah. And we're I feel like six, six is where the self-doubt starts to creep in. Uh, the imposter syndrome comes in at full effect. There's a very, very slight downturn in metrics that you start to yeah. obsess over. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So My just... imposter syndrome's already up to here. And that they're the Patreon shit that's gone up to here. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Ah! This, something like that. Yeah. Games. Video, video games. Games. <laughs> video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are not robots. We, we like the video games. video games. I love games. I video love games. the video games that you also love. Uh, I'm expressing emotion. Playing, we played this week. I played Heroes of the Storm, weirdly enough. Right. I know. Uh, because StarCraft content came into it. Like, oh, that was really, like, the only fucking reason. Uh, it's like, oh, we have released a new update called Machines of War that has two StarCraft-themed maps, and there's a StarCraft-themed event, and here's some StarCraft Oh, you just like, want to play Alarak. I want to most... Yeah, I, was, I want to play Q. Yes, as yeah. in, I want John Delancey <laughs> to talk as I beat the shit out of people. That's what I want. There are very few games that allow me to do that, and as a direct result, having already beaten the Legacy of the Void... I mean, Legacy, they just released Alarak as a co-op commander for Legacy of the Void as well, so I can do it in both games now, which is ideal. Do you have just, them on your stream now too? They really went all out with that character. Oh, they gave they gave the little streamer packs to people that were like, yeah. "Hey, you can have his voice on your stream now for awesome. new subs and stuff," which was kind of neat. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, I want to play John Delancey Murder Simulator, and there are two games that let me do that. So <laughs> yep. that that is a good thing. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, I haven't played it in, like, about a year. I didn't hate it when I first played it, but I have played a lot of Dota, a huge amount of Dota. So playing something that is simpler than that feels off, and this is a lot simpler than that. You know, it's not just League of Legends level simpler. It's like, you stripped out almost everything everything that makes dota dota and you did that on purpose didn't you i know you did but i i put a round in earlier and there's something intangible about it that i both love and hate and there's something about it when it comes to i don't feel the satisfaction when i murder another player as i would in dota and i think it's because i know that i haven't inflicted as much misery on that person in real life (laughs) as i would have were i playing dota In Dota, if I kill that guy, I probably stopped him from getting his latest item because he lost gold. He's probably getting yelled at by his team. Mm. I just got a bunch of experience in cash. It said on the screen that I pwned his head. His head! (laughs) It made it abundantly clear that I did that. Especially if he was on a roll. It's even worse when he's on a roll because I get even more money for that. Uh, So I know that guy is really miserable. But in this game, I'm like, well, he's out of action for a little bit, but he's probably fine. He's probably just thinking about what to do when he respawns in about 20 seconds. So I don't think it's as satisfying to murder people in that game. I, speaking of of heroes, I had an epiphany the other night at dinner that I think I figured out what the problem is with Heroes of the Storm. And I want to run this by you guys because I I think it's genius. I think this is genius. Oh, God, here we go. Heroes of the Storm is, I mean, just like Hearthstone to some degree, pretty much all the games that Blizzard's released recently... They've had that weird, it's going to be competitive, but also it's super casual. Accessible as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And Heroes is a game where they honestly have some really crazy casual content, like play a two-headed ogre or two. Like there's some really genius casual stuff in there, but then it's also like, but this is super competitive, guys. Like this is, this is really. I feel like you made this point before. On both Overwatch and on here, on uh, Hearthstone, actually. Uh, And I think, yeah, and I've said it before with the other ones and I, I totally stand behind that. But here's my, I had an epiphany that this is, this is it. Heroes needs to recognize that it is the Saints Row of MOBAs. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. remember, remember, I can't wait to hear the rest of this. You see, I called it the Mario Kart of MOBAs. But remember how Saints Row was like, we're going to compete with, with, um, with uh, GTA. GTA. And then realized that's a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah they're like, we are not. In that same, like, GTA is up here, and we're barely competing. And then when they, they were like, F it, let's just go full crazy and have fun with it. Suddenly, Saints Row 3 was a phenomenal game. Yeah. And I, if, if Blizzard just said, you know what? Heroes is going to be that wild, crazy, we're not going to take it too seriously. We're going to give you, like, insane things to do. And it's going to be about fun, not, like, crazy hard competition that would change the landscape for that game. So they just like forget about like esports completely. Just be like, fucking I'm, nope. I'm telling you, it, it, they can. Here's the thing: if they made it crazy, because esports, I think what Blizzard, Blizzard's problem, and I, I've said this before as well, is their problem is that they, because of StarCraft being like the big granddaddy of esports, they have to constantly inject esports into everything. Mm. And I feel like most good esports comes from a place of like natural growth. People just it's organic. Yeah. It. yeah, it's mm. organic. And to inject it into everything right away, you're kill- you're like really murdering the esports that could grow from it by making it yours right away. And so I feel like if they just cut the esports and made it a crazy wild game, 
who knows what would grow out of that insanity. It might actually be an eSport people would watch. Mm. It's like, all right, we're going to take away the rules you've established, and we're going to give you a, like a crazy game that's super wild and fun. And, I mean, there's turrets and things blowing up bases. It's, it's not a normal MOBA. Stop trying to treat it like... I mean, like the map variety alone is something that... Yes. That is, again, the reason I came back to play is because I wanted to play the new two uh, Star um, StarCraft maps, you know? Because, like, hey, they've got StarCraft minions, and there's different objectives for the StarCraft-themed, and there's currently an event going on, which is a bit weird. I logged into the game, got into my first match, and it's like, oh, uh, there's SCVs here, kill them, collect 12 <laughs> pieces of an artifact, and you get, like, a booster or something. I'm Absolutely. Like, and then the game starts, as if nothing happened. I'm like, oh, what? Cool. <laughs> The, the SCVs right. were just in the base. You just murdered them <laughs> and grabbed it, and and that's it's it. like it's like the level in Street Fighter Two where you beat the shit out of a car. Beat the shit out of a car. Yeah, yeah. totally. It was like that's a bonus stage. And that's 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 super fun. And I think that at its core, Blizzard needs to recognize that those games that they have, Heroes, Hearthstone, Overwatch, are fun to play. And by trying to make it like this is gonna be ultra competitive, and we're gonna tell you why, you're you're like limiting the fun like you're dampening the fun that could be achieved in a game like this if you just were like let's let's as developers have fun and be creative and here is an intimidation factor as well like Absolutely. because they start off right out of the gate with like competitive professional here are the best players <laughs> in the world you're never gonna be like this it, it can drive some people away there's no doubt. And StarCraft is realizing, has realized kind of to its cost over the past couple of years that that game is way fucking hard. And that's what makes it great in esports, but simultaneously what's scaring the shit out of people to actually play the game, which is why they're focusing now on single player and co-op content for their monetization of future development. They're releasing mission packs, which everybody loves, and co-op content, which everybody fucking loves. The new update that just came out for StarCraft lets you create your own co-op mutators so you can have up to 10 different weird things that go on in the co-op game at any given time you can and make your amazing. own custom mix you can make it as hard or as easy as you like and then you can play against it with a friend it's fucking great and they're taking submissions from the community for new mutators <laughs> so it's like that awesome. that game now as a co-op game has a huge amount of content and they're seeing the trend of the numbers you know that people are playing a lot of that and they're being retained by it and it's kind of the same when you see the spikes in hearthstone as well whenever they release an adventure you know, people go mm. play the adventure and they really yeah. enjoy the adventure. And then, you know, maybe they don't, they don't, still don't play ladder. Everyone's probably complaining about the state of the ladder or the state of the arena, but they enjoy the little adventure because, like, I'm fighting a thing that's made out of forks. Uh, yeah. I'm fighting a yep. weird version of this thing from WoW that I remember. Isn't that hilarious? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and all these different events. And uh, that's why they love the brawls as well. I fucking love the brawls. That's why Hearthstone's at its best when they completely fuck with the rule set. Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Heroes, Heroes does it from time to time, but they don't go maybe far enough with it. I'd love to see brawls in Heroes. That would be great. Remember how they were going to have like an arena thing where it randomly gave you characters, and sometimes it could be five Illidans versus five Illidans? Like, yeah, where, where, where did that go? Crazy. I thought that was going to be a thing. That level of craziness is something that would I would go back to the game to play that, because I want to... What if it was like a bunch of Cho'Gals? Like, it was two chogals on each team and like a healer like there's so many ways you can go with this and there's uh, like the characters in the game lend themselves to being like this we're gonna try some crazy wild strats let's throw a murky at these people and i i just i it it's is even less of that now because i discovered even yes. in unranked they're doing uh drafting i which yeah. for one like took about five fan. minutes i'm just like i'm sitting there like 
Uh, I don't even know what half these heroes do now, because I haven't played since beta. You just banned a dude that I didn't even know existed. That's cool. I'm sitting here like, uh, right. I, I just, I just, I wanted to get into a game as quickly as possible and just play it out, because that to me was like the strength of heroes, that you get in, pick your hero, 20 minutes, done. You know? Feels right. good. You're not stuck in there for 50, you know, just like fucking um, Dota or League of Legends. You get it out, you do it, and it's done, and... Okay, maybe you had a bad game, but at least it only took 15, 20 minutes to do it. Now it's more like 25 because of the drafting. It's like, oh, this is getting more and more and more towards the end of competitive that if I wanted to play a competitive game, I would play Dota and not this because Dota is a better competitive game. And it's a more well-developed competitive game. It's designed from the very start. Well, that's not at all true. But, you know, Dota 2, anyway, was designed from the very start to be a competitive game. Now, the original mod, of course, not, but it... I still think, you know, I think it's a reasonable game, certainly. And I'll probably play a little bit more of it, absolutely. But I I, th- I do think I I absolutely agree with you. Either it it needs a sort of way more fun, wacky mode. Uh, maybe the addition of a few more heroes that are just flat-out ridiculous. Maps that have absolutely ridiculous features beyond the norm. Something along those lines. Because it well, does strike that weird balance, and it's—I don't think it's appeasing either side at the moment. Absolutely, it's stuck yeah. in the middle where both sides are mad. Yeah, try and, and please like, both, and they, they please nobody. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those moments where someone at Blizzard should step in and be like, "Let's recognize what we are." Just like the Saint, Saints Row guys did, they just sat there and they were like, "We will never be Grand Theft Auto." Hmm. They had that that like come to Jesus moment. They were just like, "We will never, <laughs> be, we will never be that," and. You know what? Let's embrace what we are. And Blizzard, the Hearthstone, or the heroes people should just sit down and be like, let's embrace the fact that we will never be League. We will never be Dota. We're going to be that, like, bastard stepchild. But by God, we are going to go wild and have fun doing it. And that's what made Saints Row so great. And I'm not saying get rid of competitive. I'm saying embrace what you are and then mold your game around that. Be wild and crazy and watch competitive scene form around the fact that people are now embracing that instead of, living in this weird weird pseudo world of it's casual but also competitive that's nonsense and to have three of your the last three games be in that like yeah it's casual, they're in that but zone. also competitive yeah. Yeah. it's insane it's insane it's odd it and i think odd. that's i think that's what's confusing people too who listen to these conversations that are like wait i don't understand why can't a game be like super silly and also competitive it can the problem occurs when the company like says that they're trying to create a competitive scene for their game when they're also like adding in weird elements and sort of it's it's I just mean, a confusing tightrope i think you look at hearthstone as the biggest uh, kind of example of we tried to add a bunch of silly stuff and yet we're still claiming to be a competitive game and the competitive game is decided by random bullshit a lot of the time mm-hmm. and there's a lot of money on the line for that random bullshit which is kind of ridiculous, and it also creates a huge amount of inconsistency within the scene. You know, where one guy that wins a tournament doesn't even get through the you know qualifying brackets the next time because he got to run a bad luck. Mm-hmm. I think the current complaints. I don't keep much up with. I've never kept up to date with the meta of Hearthstone too much because I've never been much of a ladder player for that game. Uh, I just I've, I didn't find it interesting. But I will say that there's been a huge amount of complaints about Yogg-Saron lately. Uh, and being a card that literally fits into almost any deck and can end the game at random. It's like you can, mm-hmm. as long as you play him and you've played him in a fairly spell-heavy deck, he can win the game for you. So if you have him and you just get to turn 10, uh, okay. 
that's it. And there's right. a bunch of other cards. You know, uh, Show, who's a pro player, used to be a pro player for StarCraft, now a Hearthstone pro, is complaining a bunch about a little uh, little card called the Tuscar Totemic, which is it's a little walrus, good, good, good jube, but it also ge- it's a three two creature, but it also gives you a random totem, so it can either give you complete and total shit, or it can right. give you something that swings the game so far in your favor that you basically won as soon as that card right. is played. And that card I think could be played on turn two with coin. So, it's too swingy. It's There's way too much RNG. But it's fine that that exists. Because, like... Because because a a true... In my mind, at least, a true competitive scene should be developed by the community. Absolutely, yeah. So, like, if that's the card the Blizzard wants to make and has in the deck, then that's fine, right? But the community... It's it's I I think the the problem that happens is when Blizzard is like talking a lot about the competitive scene and is like oh yeah we really want to like build that up but then also has these cards out there because You're then right. the people who are in the competitive scene feel like feel like they're able to go to Blizzard and be like well what the fuck this isn't supporting this competitive scene. The, the- the fact that Ben Brode has to come out and make videos that are like, because you're absolutely right. It's, the, it's like, we're competitive, we're competitive, we're competitive. And then they release cards that are super silly and the scene explodes. Like, what are you doing? And they have to come out and be like, in a video, this is a fun card. It's a fun card just for having fun. It's not really about being competitive. And they're like, yeah, but you run $100,000 tournaments. You can't <laughs> yeah. say that. Uh, yeah. You cannot say that. The fact that the Pokemon TCG is infinitely more competitive than your game will ever be because it has way less RNG and that was literally designed for children should speak <laughs> volumes. The, the, the idea that it was, you know, let's go back to that community-held uh, uh, notion for a second, the kind of organic growth. I feel that if Hearthstone was truly built that way uh, from its tournament level, then it would have been built with banned cards in every event. Ban lists, right, yeah. every single event, no problem at all. They don't do that because the biggest tournaments in Hearthstone are the ones that Blizzard funds with obscene amounts of money, and they mm-hmm. don't have a bunch of banned cards. And yet, you know, there are so many which are just broken as hell to the fact where one of the more prominent people within the... Uh, who was a world champion, by the way, Firebat, um, just came mm-hmm. along and said, I'm making a series of tournaments because I'm sick of this shit. And we're going to have ban lists, and we're going to have the the first one, we're going to experiment, we're going to have the community vote on cards to ban. We're going to see what happens. Just to see what happens. Because he's so sick of how everything else is is coming. And now he's allowed competitors to put a ban in as well. So they're now banning really, you know, cards that they feel threatened by. And at some point, hopefully that will actually result in a much, much better tournament. But I don't understand why it hasn't been that way. Anyway. I don't know why it has. I don't know why. Why? Uh, why have tournaments been going on without ban lists? I. That's I <laughs> he, he is. He has a, a very cynical view of it. I, I may be completely off base on this one, but my cynical view is that if you ban all the really cool cards, then people are not going to want to buy packs to get them because they never get to see them played mm. in tournaments. I think so I'm with may, you on that. There might it's be an element marketing. of that in terms of their business model, uh, but. I that may be a little too cynical of me. I oh, think Blizzard has like a has this thing where they like Dodger was saying that like they have this ethos like that is company wide where they want like the competitive scene to be identical to what like people are just playing at home, reg- like regardless of the specific use cases. I <laughs> hate that notion. Yeah. Because people don't play at that level. You know, it's and it's the same with StarCraft as well. You know, the 
I, I love that game. I really do. But they've made it more and more complicated. And every time they try to make it simpler, they've backtracked on it. There was a time when they had an automatic uh, queen injection. Mm. So for Zerg players, suddenly... Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was the best <laughs> month of Zerg I've ever played. Where I didn't have to micromanage my and everybody queens. else was pissed. <laughs> well, they weren't, though. A lot of people weren't. Even a bunch of pro gamers were saying, you should keep this because it's needless bullshit. It's needless bullshit that we have to keep track of. Yeah, okay, cool. It takes skill, but it's pointless skill. It's mechanical skill. It's speed. We don't want to blow our wrists out at 25, <laughs> you know? We don't want to have Terran exploding wrist syndrome, especially not a Zerg. You know, you, the, half the Korean Terrans have retired because of that. They literally have had surgery on their wrists because of this fucking game. It doesn't need to be as ridiculously Same. complicated as it is to still be a great game to watch. And they, they back off every time. And it pisses me the hell off because I'm less willing to play that game now. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people are as well. So what do no, you guys think about how Overwatch has been handled then? Because obviously there's like a competitive elements to that but they're not going whole I think they have a specific mode don't they but that yeah. mode mm -hmm. has been to me a clusterfuck up to this yeah. point but, well, that's true I, I think this they're goes so back to that whole idea of Blizzard trying to be both at the same time and whatever the esports division was like we need that esports mode now we need competitive now and so I have no doubt that Jeff Kaplan and those guys were like it's not ready y'all It's and they were just like we need it now and that's why they released it and they released it in like a mess a complete mess to the point where I'll be honest, I ha I I haven't even played season two yet. No, I didn't I didn't do placement matches in season one. I I haven't touched it at all. Mm. But like I don't in my, in my mind though, it's not entirely their fault. It's also like like us as players being like, I'm really fucking good at this game, and we need to like have a competitive mode. Right? Mm. I know tons of people who took this game way too seriously the second they started playing it. Yeah. So it's not it's not like it's just Blizzard. It's also other people being like, so like what are you gonna do to like help out people who wanna make tournaments and stuff? You should be thinking about that because like I'm a really, really good tracer and um <laughs> I just feel like, you know, if there was a competitive mode, I would basically be number one tracer. So if somebody else will pick tracers, you can't pick tracer now. Pick someone else. You can't pick tracer. I am tracer. I'm the I'm number one tracer EU, okay? <laughs> I I I yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think I'm interested to see how season two goes because I don't particularly think there's anything wrong with the, like, with them having a separate mode that's competitive because it doesn't affect mm. the rest of it. The competitive modes where the changes happen. So I can still be stupid as hell and dick around in my normal quick match mode. So I, I I'm still pretty okay with the way Overwatch is, but this it's, it's brand new. So I have no idea yeah. what's going on. Down the line. And they haven't done that big esports push like they have on all of their other uh, games as well. So, and I've, honestly, I think it's because I don't think anyone knows how to visually show it. It's, right. it's tricky. I mean, it's taken years for them to get CS:GO right, and CS:GO is yeah. light years ahead in terms of the uh, spectator yeah. tools that it has. Uh, Overwatch is going to have to develop that an awful lot. Yeah, I'm still like I still have PTSD about CS:GO coming back. <laughs> That makes me feel like the oldest fucking gamer in the world. I was like, people are still complaining about, about Source, and then CSGO had this massive explosion. I was even talking to Scoots about it. It's like, I don't think anyone like saw that coming. It just it was almost like it wasn't the people who were playing CS in the first place. It was this whole other group of people. Yeah, hard to say, really. Came yeah. out of kind of nowhere. To be fair, yeah. it also launched really badly, and then they yeah. got a handle on it competitively, and suddenly people were like, yeah, you know what? Actually, this is worth it. Let's go. Yeah. Let's just yeah, move over from 1.6. 
people forget how much of a clusterfuck the launch of CSGO was. Like, nobody was into it. A lot of these games take a lot of work and trial and error and fixing and, yeah. But I think it goes to show that, at least with Overwatch, there is a community that does want to see competitive. Like, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of people, again, this goes back to the fact that people just like the characters. Everyone sure. wants to see more of this game. And they want to see it played at a competitive level. If there's any game Blizzard should be like, this is the one we <laughs> amazing shit for, it's Overwatch. I know I would be like, I want to see this. I want to. There was that video that was floating around uh, in the last day or so where it was a competitive match where they like built a bridge of ice and like went over that the bridge. Cool. The, yeah, I saw it's that. super cool. Like moments like that, you're like, that's fucking genius. And that's stuff people want to see. And the fan base, the community is building up around that. And that's how you do an esport. And, and I think Blizz needs to get back to that where it's like, all right, Overwatch is the one we really pimp out because this is the one people want to see. And then in between matches, they can show off like the massive library of hentai there is. That would be the best mid-match show. I'm telling you, it's. I just want them to release an art book, and the cover looks very serious, and it'll be like fitted <laughs> run. And they're like, we're not even going to show you what's in there. It's so yeah. top secret. So. <laughs> and then when you buy it, and you open it up. It's just, it's just it's dicks. All tracer dicks. <laughs> it's just all oh. tracer dicks. I love shit that. Out of that. That's where we've gone as a society. That girl needs a dick. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's totally true. Thanks, internet. <laughs> All right. What else have we been playing? Oh, my God. Well, really quickly, we'll move on very quickly. Speaking of Blizzard, I'm playing a shit ton of Warcraft, like nonstop. I played a bit. Oh, yeah. Like nonstop. I can't even. I ask me again in a month what i think because i'm this way with every new expansion yes you are really into it really into it right now and uh yeah come back to me in a little bit to find out what i really think but right now i'm just like oh my god i gotta get my play time in gotta get these fucking things done i'm leveling my doom hammer like i'm in the moment right now so i think it's great i think it's a ton of fun at the moment but i'm a realist enough to say come back to me in a month and we'll have this conversation again it definitely yeah. seems to be a lot more like praise around this one. Like I always end up going back for each one. Uh, uh, Cataclysm was probably the one that had the biggest retention on me just because I was enjoying like seeing the world. But just like anecdotally from people who play WoW, this one, like everyone seems to be getting back into it. Yeah, we'll think- see how that, you know, because I think Warlords of Draenor had a similar mm. reaction when it came out. But after a couple of months, people started turning on it in a big way. The question is whether that'll happen with Legion. I, I think they've they've raised stakes in that a lot of people were like, oh, everyone's going to have an Ashbringer now. Or everyone's gonna... and, and, and when they got it, though, they were like, this shit's my weapon. And I influence how this thing levels. And so everything you do is like building to creating like a better thing that's yours. And that's really compelling in a game like this that I don't think we've had before. And it's, it's weird. Like, it's a weird experience to be like, yo, my Doomhammer looks different than your Doomhammer. So that's cool. I don't know. It's 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 so weird. I'm I'm just enjoying it tremendously. So we'll see. I think they're they're genius in that everything levels with you to a point. Like it, it like level wise, not like item level wise. But if you hit one ten, you're still fighting one ten guys in every zone. So it's not just like you cakewalking through the world anymore. There's a lot to it. They've added that you know. At the moment, you're just like holy shit. They might have figured this out. Decent decisions. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Most of the changes feel good. 
Uh, I'm only at 103. I'm, you know, I'm playing lightly. Uh, I finished one zone, and that got me to 103. I did just all of Azuna. I decided, hey, I'll just do it, all of it. Oh, the and Demon Hunter me, zone. And that got me to 103, <laughs> which was... And there were some decent stories in there and some fairly enjoyable quests. I didn't hate it. Um, <laughs> probably heading a uh, High Mountain next, most likely. Look, man, High Mountain was the zone. High Mountain, you play as, you play as Murky from, from Heroes. You watch a man have sex with two Torin. You right. uh, you mentioned that maybe at I least you bring that up a bit more than it. is healthy. I think I can't not mention it. A guy walks out of a tent. And he's like, "Well, that just happened," and there are two passed out torn. And you're like, "What?" And then later you find the book where he writes it all down. And you're like, "What?" <laughs> you find a baby named Muzi. I made an emote dedicated to Muzi, who's basically Moses. It doesn't matter. I love Muzi. He's a cow. Oh. The whole zone's good. Like, there's so many little tidbits. You're just like, I remember why I loved WoW now. Like, this is this is really silly fun, and it's great. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Now that I've done everything there is to do, and I'm at endgame stuff, come back to me in a month, and I'll let you know how the game is then. Because that's really when it matters. Like, is there yes. still something Does it to have do the retention the beyond the first month? Absolutely. And now that people are starting to get there, now we'll know if it's actually better than the last few expansions which i'll be real honest the last two maybe three at this point i got to max level maybe did the first raid then checked out for like six months and then came back before the next expansion started rolling out well hopefully they've learned from the lack of content that uh, the world's adrenal had after yeah. its launch because that's in that's going to be the major complaint from what i understood again i did not play world's adrenal i quit four and a half years ago and it's the first time i've come back and it's interesting seeing all the developments all, all at once. I think that might be the way to go, actually. Quit for four and a half years, come back. Yeah. Hey, it's fresh now. That's cool. Hopefully the game lasts that long to do that again. Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually a really good time to come back because they straight up redid every character. Like, every... Yeah, from the ground up. Every. You know, I actually made my wife quit, though. She actually really? is unsubbed. She has 10 level 100s. She's unsubbed. Oh, Jesus. You want to know why? Because why? they changed Shadow Priest so much that she doesn't recognize it as her class anymore, and that was always her... Her oh, class no for like a decade, and she now huh. hates how it plays, and she just quit the game completely. Yeah. Whoa, that's yep. intense. So there they, are uh, there are downsides everything. to doing that. Yeah, they made they made everything, at least in Blizzard's mind. And I guess Jen is a perfect example. They made, at least in Blizzard's mind, they made it so each class combo was a different experience. So if you're playing an elemental shaman versus an enhancement shaman, elemental is the one who's going to throw fireballs, while enhancement is the one who just empowers his weapons. So as enhancement, you no longer have half the abilities you used to have. And you barely have any heals anymore. So they're like, everything's totally different. Like, it's, if there was ever a time to just start, this would be it. Because it's a different game at the moment. Those are fuck. those are dangerous words, man. I'm looking at, like, they are. sitting down and playing games on my PC, and I'm looking at what to play, and then, yeah. oh, God. You know, those the are... weird thing is that the, the issue that Jen has, I have the opposite, in that I feel that they took my class, which is Fire Mage, and they took it to the logical conclusion of what a fire mage is supposed to be. The the way that the the hot streak combos work, and the fact that the artifact weapon gives me more stuff to treat to trigger hot streak, so I'm just spitting out free pyroblasts over and over and over again. The fact that half of my talents like, oh, you like burning? We got another <laughs> form of burning. And he is you, you want you want to burn everything around that thing you just burned? We can do that. 
You can do yeah. that as well. Oh, you want like sure. fucking phoenixes that crit in greens for 120,000 damage and trigger hot streak, which gives you a free pyroblast that then triggers another fucking hot streak, yes. gives you another free pyroblast, and just bang, 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 bang. You want a fire blast twice in a row to trigger a hot streak to trigger another free pyroblast? Yes, I want to do all of that. You want a fucking meteor from the sky? Yes, I want that. It looks that. cool too. The graphic updates look great as well. So like, watching a meteor fall from the sky at first i thought it was an it enemy does so much damage so big i was like oh fuck so I and that's a different it. form of burning as well that stacks with all the other forms of burning meteor burning is a different kind of burning so it's burning three times four times maybe it's it feels like the logical yeah. conclusion of what that class should be yeah and meanwhile they're like well you don't need that arcane shit or you don't need freezing spells so let's yeah. get those out yeah they just and got rid of them. these arcane mages yeah it's so you don't have ice armor anymore because you're a fucking fire mage. You got molten armor on. It's passive all the time. Deal with it. You don't want that. Play a fucking frost mage, you pussy. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's. I think that's really smart that that's what they did. It's gonna take everyone a while to get used to all the massive changes they made. But I think it's genius. They were just like, let's make these what they should have been to begin with. Instead of you have access to everything, you're just kind of a little bit different. Now they're like, no, you are this, and that is what you are. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I'm yeah, cool with that. Good, good, like solid spec definition. Mm -hmm. uh, that that definitely helps. And the artifacts only help to enhance that as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm digging it so far, but I I have no idea. Yeah. I ran I ran a dungeon. I did my first dungeon in looking for group. Jesus Christ. Which, which, one, which, <laughs> one, which one was it? Uh, the Eye of Ashara, I think. Um, Not one of my favorites, but it's it's okay. Yeah, we were okay up until that. there's a big uh, Hydra boss that has a bunch of trash around it that the tank decided we would not clear before we engaged. And then we suddenly realized, like oh, this thing group. respawns all over the place, and now we've just pulled everything. Uh, I accidentally pulled two seagulls. Uh, they were level 103 elite seagulls. They got what? pulled. They got accidentally pulled because I they got set on fire accidentally <laughs> because I was setting everything else on fire and these fucking seagulls wouldn't get off me. And the tank, I please, I was like, please tank, please get these seagulls off me. They hit really fucking hard. They we wouldn't do it. The seagulls just murdered everybody. It was a disaster. Uh, but hey, that was the thing. Fucking seagulls. I thought set fire would kill a seagull pretty quickly. No, no, no. You don't understand. No. These have like three million <laughs> HP. They, they're will, just the death machines, wing death machines. They definitely have a. Usually, when it comes to dungeons, there's like one or two that's like oh, those are cool, but the rest are kind of jank. This time, they really have like a lot of. You're, one, you're going to freaking Valhalla. One of them, you're on a boat and you literally fight uh, the sea witch from Little Mermaid, basically. Okay. And she's like trying to pull the boat, <laughs> so what? To pull the boat apart. Like tentacles wrap around the boat and you have to hit them off because she's trying to like pull the boat under and shit. It's really, it's really cool. There's a lot of things where you're just like, all right, sure, there's some dungeons you're like, okay, Violet Hold again, like, ugh, whatever. But then there are other ones who are like, they have some inspiration left in them still, which is kind of nice. So we'll see what the raids are like and uh, what the rest of the content is. Yeah. TB, get to Suramar, experience that zone, which is like the level 110 plus zone. That It's like a unique, they it's a unique new experience that's pretty interesting. So I would say check that out. Like, get to that point. I love Uganda. You know what uh, game property I haven't touched in forever and I'm starting to get jazzed uh -oh. about? Pokemon. <laughs> really? <laughs> I... That's this whole office. TB, help me, please. I... You're like, the one who decides to go in office. I told you. I'm like, why would you get an office? You can work from home. You don't have to wear clothes. Every, you don't have to move. 
Everyone got an office with other people, no less. Everyone here is getting poked. There are more Pokemon cards in this office than actual people. It's crazy. It's cra which is I'm sorry, did you just hard? say more Pokemon cards than actual people? Because that's that's not a big... That's not very difficult. Uh, no, that's, that's <laughs> pretty <laughs> reasonable. There you are never... seven Pokemon cards <laughs> in this shit. office. You've Whoa. never been to this office. Whoa. You've never been to this office. There's so many people here at all times. It's unnecessary. You, you think that's bad? You should see my bloody spaceship collection. It's all over my shelves, but all right. There's too many Continue. Uh, too many Pokemon cards, apparently. Too many all right. Pokemon. But like, I haven't played a Pokemon game really hard since Pokemon Blue. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, I never got into any of the other ones. I was like, oh, it's it's the exact same game. Um, they, never did, yeah. they never did anything that, like, enticed me at all. And the more Pokemon they added in, the more ridiculous they became. There's Pokemon that's literally just keys. Like, I can't do this anymore, right? <laughs> and uh, the more information that comes out about Sun and Moon, it feels like they were just like, okay, you guys want it to be different? Want it to be a different fucking game? Fine. Fine, we're drinking all the Kool-Aid. There's gonna be no Kool-Aid left. And I'm just like, okay. Like, you wanna eradicate? It's not it doesn't look the same anymore. Now it's a chubby radicate. And I'm like, ah, oh, so cute. Like I love him. I love I love fat taking, I love, love this him. was the perfect way to appeal to somebody like me was to be like, all right, we're gonna take the original 150 and we're gonna just make them look Weird. We're just like, gonna make them really weird. Who surfs on his tail? It's adorable. Their Alola forms are adorable, and um, I like that uh, Sun and Moon take place twelve hours apart. So, like, if you have the Moon version of the game and you're playing during daytime for your 3DS, so like it operates based on whatever the time is on your 3DS. So if your 3DS is saying that it's daytime, your game will be at night. Um, and it changes all of the major events that happen in the game. That's neat. Yeah. But so. all the characters are so cute now. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be... I like that they Hawaii-fied everything. I'm everything is so... Everything I love it! It's so... it uh, The vibe, I'm just like, yo, I want to just get some weird spicy chicken and sit on a beach somewhere <laughs> and listen to... <laughs> Lately, and just have a good day with this game. Oh my god! Can it's we great. all can we all have a beach trip when this oh game releases? God. Can we all go to the beach and just yes. play this game on the beach? <laughs> There's more than enough Hawaiian restaurants around here. We can just go grab <laughs> yeah. it, sit on a beach. It's true. Let's get some yeah. spam and rice. Oh my and god! And sit on the beach. Great. Ah, quality. Yeah. So this is the first Pokemon game in forever. It feels like where I'm like. You might actually have some fun with this. Like this, this sounds pretty fun. They've also, they've also gone over the top. Where it's like your cat can nuke the planet. Like, just like <laughs> you have super abilities. And yes, there's like super abilities. Yeah, there's like there's like ultra evolution or whatever. And one of them is like your little shitty fire cat that he's just like, man, I'm a bitch. That cat <laughs> nuke like a giant nuke goes off, and you're like, what the hell? It's amazing. It's amazing. That little asshole with the, the little dog slash seal. He, uh, seal? Yeah, he has, he, he like makes seal, a hurricane. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, like a carnival a clown seal. sea lion. Yeah. It's just he called makes, seal. Right. He, ma he makes a hurricane. He makes a hurricane. It's, it's insane. It's, I love everything about it. It's so silly. It's oh, so silly. I'm right. seeing a theme in like the games that get you excited. It's like when Warcraft goes fucking crazy, you like that. Saints Row, 
when that goes weird. I like to be entertained. I either either give me a story that is like super like in like give me like an intriguing story that gets my attention and it can be super dark, it doesn't matter, but keep me entertained through a story or something that's so crazy where I'm like, I'm glad I wasted twelve hours playing this because that was super entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot yeah, of it also comes down to the fact we played so many video games, we're just bored of a lot of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why we're all so excited for Death Stranding, because it's like something new. What don't the know what fuck this is. is this? Yeah. Yeah. Don't use sticks. Don't use sticks, <laughs> y'all. Use ropes. Ropes. Rope. We're going to bind people together online. That yeah. is... It's a bondage game. Norman yes. Reedus bondage experiment. That's why the baby's tied to him. That's all. <laughs> The baby's oh tied to him? But look, isn't no. that just what we do every day? Is try to bind people's hearts to ours? It's, it's all just a giant <laughs> analogy for umbilical cords. And a giant no. open world that is co-op. He gets it. He's a genius. But is it co-op, though? <laughs> you open up the packaging, there's just a mirror. It's just a mirror. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, what if this fucking game is an MMO? Oh, no. <laughs> I... <laughs> I hope it, what was it? He wanted to make that game. He wanted to make that game that's like you die once and then the, the cartridge burns up. What if he happens if you open up the game box and it's just a gun with one bullet? <laughs> yes, you know, a gun, one bullet, and a mirror. And it's just like <laughs> play the game. I think that's a genius. A mad genius. Mm. I bet you can swing the umbil umbilical baby like a weapon. <laughs> Probably. That's, that's what he means flail. by rope. You get multiple babies and create a flail, a cat of nine yeah. tails. Cat of nine babies. That's what it is. Cat of nine babies. Cat of nine babies. Yes. <laughs> craft it. There's a crafting system. Holy shit. <laughs> Each baby has a different <laughs> elemental yeah, you attribute. You weapon and yeah. There's nine elements. Nine babies. Nine elements. Yeah. <laughs> they nine all seasons. have different effects. A baby for each season. <laughs> Just... And there's a very confused fox in the background, like, I thought there were only four! <laughs> oh, God. I'm not a fox. <laughs> I'm a skunk. <laughs> Self-immolation, end of the game. I'm Norman Reedus. <laughs> oh, shit! Uh, when, it comes out, when it comes out in 12 years, uh, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I imagine. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't do a cigarette after that, but <laughs> I don't <even> smoke. <sighs> uh, there's a couple of other things. Uh, the PC port of Dead Rising came out this week. Ooh. Oh, right. It's nice. Uh, it runs a lot better than the 360 version did, but it also looks like a 10-year-old game. Uh, right. You you probably haven't played that game in a while, and when you load it up, you will realize that game came out 10 years ago. Has it got like super idiosyncratic like control schemes uh, and stuff? Um, I mean, it, it's fine. It, it has a couple of different control modes. Uh, it seems to run fine with mouse and keyboard. It's not too ridiculous. You can use the 360 pad if you want it. Runs really, really well. Basically, no loading times at all. Like, completely cool. gone. Uh, so that's lovely. Uh, five save slots for those who are too cowardly to play it the proper way. <laughs> and uh, Uncapped frame rate, all the menus use mouse, that's always nice. But that game definitely looks a little elderly, even at higher resolution. You know, crank it up to 4K, because you probably can. You know, just downsample it. Uh, put on the AA, it still looks like it's 10 years old, but, you know, it'll look a slight, slightly better. Uh, that game, again, I've got a couple of conclusions. That game, before its time, was a roguelite, and people never realized it. And then yeah. when they complained about the timers and having to restart and everything, it's like, no, it's a roguelite. That's yeah. the whole point. Best, best part of the game. 
Yeah, he's supposed to and fail. They, he's supposed yeah. to fail the first time. That's and they, that's and they, how they it slowly is. stripped it out of it in every one. Yep, like the they, and now they turned it into Saints Row, and it's shit now. Yeah, so, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, not not a fan of that. But you should play the original. Like, if you never experienced the original Dead Rising, go into it. Think of it as a roguelite. Think of it as something where you're going to start off shit. You can't deal with it. You can't beat the game the first time through because you're weak and you're terrible, and you'll get better. You'll you'll upgrade and you'll get the timer this time and you'll meet that guy when you're supposed to meet him this time and all that kind of thing and view that as the progression because that's the way you play that game and that's an awesome way to play that game and it's good port mm. it's twenty bucks you know it's good it, port it's, yeah it's good port good port and it's twenty dollars like technically yes cool. uh, it still looks like a ten year old game but right. it but it plays fast you know no loading times uncapped frame rate plays properly. Is, is the is the amount of zombies on screen like a little bit weird because they basically kept like quadrupling it every game? Um, it's still it's still about as many as they had in the original. Like they they right. didn't go for huge packs of zombies in the original, except for in the uh, the parking garage, as you noticed. Yeah. When you get the car, driving. you can run down a bunch in there for a bunch of experience. But outside of that, it's it's the Dead Rising one level of zombies. It's not like hey, Dead Rising three. There's a million zombies on screen at any given time. It's like no, that's that's not what it was ever about. And it doesn't feel like jarring going back and playing it now. No, when, no when it you doesn't. It, it really cool. doesn't. It still feels good. I still love the combat in it. I can still get a pair of head shears and cut off zombies' limbs with them. I mean, I that can... game was like hard in a way that it was the very, very really much hard was. at all. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, individual zombies were like you were like jumping away from them to like not get your your. Yeah, when you first learned your ability to jump on zombies' heads onto other zombies' heads, <laughs> like this is amazing. I can now traverse these areas without a problem, and not need weapons. <laughs> Yeah, you know, or shoving a tap into a zombie's head and then taking a photo of it while it bleeds out of the tap. That's a thing you can do. Good times. Yeah, it was. It was a very, very unique game. It's an yeah. awesome game. Uh, so yeah, I played a bit of that. Enjoyed that very much. Uh, played a bit of uh, CCG called Star Crusade that they've been mm. they've been emailing me for months billing this as, this is the Hearthstone killer, and I've just been ignoring them on that basis. Uh, it to the point where it's like that is obnoxious marketing you know that's not true shut up uh but it came to ios and i there hasn't been a good ios game i think in the last uh nine years so mm. i decided to download it just for the sake of it because elder scrolls legends is now on ios till like next week or whatever and it's it is hearthstone in space but it's <laughs> It's got a couple of different changes to it. The Hearthstone killer because is Hearthstone. <laughs> I mean, it's identical in the sense that like even some of the units and cards are identical. It's like that's a that's a Yeti. That's a Chillwind Yeti. That's a four five for four. Basically, Holy shit, is that the Jesse was I walking I was, around with you? I was just about to say when we were at PAX, I think this might be the game that we saw on the sixth floor that was like we walked by and we're like that's just space hearthstone that looks exactly like hearthstone yeah, like everything well, about the ui we were like oh yeah Absolutely. here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> it may not be the, the game that we saw because there's so many games coming out right now that are like basically <laughs> hearthstone. Yeah. there are a lot of tcgs have you guys yep. played space stone because that's what you're talking about it's a, yes that, uh, that's yes. the one yeah yes yeah heart space right heart space I will say they, they've done a couple of things with it that are quite interesting. They're a, they seem a little more generous in the business model. Like, they give you more cards per pack. They give you, like, there's weekly cards that you can, specific cards that you can buy for gold, which is a nice little option. So if you see one, it's like, oh, I really want this, and I have the in-game money for it, I can just pick it up. They, they've they added a couple of things in the sense that you can equip your commanders with these so-called modules, which are either activatable abilities that you charge a separate energy bar to use in-game, or they're passives. There's one that is 
I think useless, utterly useless, but amusing anyway, called the Puppet Master, where you start with 10 less HP, every enemy unit that dies goes into your deck. I'm just mm. like, this sounds terrible. I can't imagine winning a single game with that. That's like you're diluting your specific deck down with their minions. Right. I don't know why you'd ever want to do that. Surely you would by all means be worse than them because you have their deck, but it's more diluted and you don't know what it is. So why would you have that? But it's in the game. And there's one where you automatically gain uh, the ability to attack a minion anytime, but you start with five less HP, but you can swing at them with your hero by default. Uh, there's a little bit more customization on that end. You can also have like variable size decks. I think it's 25 to 40 cards. So you got a little bit more flexibility there. You're not stuck with 30. It. I mean, I'm just, I'm playing because you, you ever had that feeling where you need something familiar, but not exactly the same? Yeah. It's like, I'm burned out in this game, but I'm not quite ready for something completely different yet. I think that's what that is for me right now. It's hard. I, I, I immediately adapted to that game because it's so much like Hearthstone, but it has a little bit of different flair to it to the point where I'm interested in continuing to play it for a little while. That's kind of how I feel about it. Cool. It's like a palate cleanser, basically, right? It's like yeah, kind of. Just kind of. You're not it may very well be to it full force. the end of that kind of CCG for me. It's like right. that might be what makes me finally leave that kind of CCG entirely. That is that. That's not an endorsement, is it? That's not at all. <laughs> God. But it's, it's, it's the right. cyanide pill of your love. Indeed, with this it will end it. It will end it for me. <laughs> My mission is done. <laughs> yeah, so, so is that. Mm. anything else anyone else been playing that wraps it up not really i finished turing test but i don't really have anything else to say about it other than what i said last time um not not massively inspired by it no the puzzles did wind up being pretty simple there was one that made me so angry that i had to like walk away <laughs> but uh for the most part it was it was kind of predictable it was one of those games where i was like i think maybe this is gonna happen and then it would happen and it'd be like all right. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, yeah, it was, I would, I would like to see somebody basically take Turing test and have more interesting puzzles in it. Um, a la portal, you know, but I, I wanted, I wanted portal in space and I got kind of like a, a very basic version of that. So you just want the, you just want to make Turing test, but better. Yes. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Fair. Yeah, I just want Portal in space. See, the heart, whoever made that other game, they were like, there's going to be damn it, we missed out. We just want to make Hearthstone in space. And then they did it. That was, that's, that's the reasoning behind it. Also, yep. Portal, Portal 2 is kind of Portal in space. <laughs> but for, what if for we a little bit. more space? But like in this, so in, so in Turing tests, though, you're like an astronaut who gets woken up and is talking with an AI the whole time. I oh, so it's, it's Moon. Have Maybe. you seen movie? The movie Moon? Yeah. No. You gotta see Jones. that movie. It's amazing. It's fucking oh, great. Yes. Moon's great. It's really good. Duncan Jones, Zoe Bowie. You're, you heard it here. Turing Test is Moon. The game. <laughs> it's way better than the Warcraft movie. Same oh, thing. I liked the Warcraft movie. I actually haven't seen it, so I don't know why I said that. <gasps> it's actually not, Danny, not that awful. Daniel Donovan, oh, what? Fire that you don't even oh. know about. 
Daniel Donovan O'Reilly Hoodie Doody Leprechaun O'Dwyer. Seamus O'Shocknessy. Lucky Charms O'Dwyer. McAllister's O'Brien. I was getting married when that movie came out. I couldn't. I couldn't peace out on my wedding and be like, yo, I'm going to watch this Orcs fucking Doratar. Yeah, no. You're going to watch Orcs fucking Doratar. Okay. (laughs) Right then. right? We're back to that rule 34 again, aren't we? Okay. I'll watch Warcraft. Dodger, you watch Moon. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. Great. That seems like a fair and then deal. and then we'll have a, a follow up podcast where we yeah, we'll talk see which one's better. Which one's better? That. Which is the Grab best? Duncan Jones, Jones invite him on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have him choose great. between his children. Cool. Yeah, fuck, that, fuck that train movie. Nobody cares. What was that called again? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. No, no. no Duncan no. Jones is one. Yeah, the, the one where he goes back in time to stop yeah. the train from exploding. Oh, respawning. Source code. Source code. Source code. Yeah, that was good. Ah, right. But I, but I like all movies. So I love that movie right. except for the end. I feel like that's the problem with every movie right. like that, where it's like, this is great. The ending, they have to end it some way. You're like, all right. If you watch that movie, imagining it's some sort of like Donnie Darko sequel, you just you feel really sad for the uh, for the main character because you're like, man, you don't get a fucking break. Yeah, just caught up. You're getting time fucked your entire life. Poor Jeff, getting time fucked your entire life. That is. That is also a the plot uh, of Warcraft, Overwatch actually. Rule 34. <laughs> it's a Tracer Overwatch Rule 34. <laughs> getting, getting time, time fucked. fucked. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to a break. <laughs> when we come back, PlayStation 4 Pro and other such nonsense. Oh. You're watching Ooh. the Corruptional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cool Optional Podcast for the final hour or so of the show. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> it's the important stuff now, the serious stuff. We have to get serious. Yes. Serious. I want to take all of this very seriously, of course. <laughs> the PlayStation Pro has been announced. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> so we knew that there were going to be some upgraded versions of the consoles. The Scorpio right. was announced at E3, and it was announced as being basically a year out, and spec-wise looked relatively impressive. And the PlayStation 4 Neo had been rumored for quite some time as the Sony answer to that. We did not hear about that at E3, but we did hear about that a couple of days ago. And it's coming out a hell of a lot sooner than I think a lot of people thought it would. It's popping up on November the 10th, which actually would bring it up like about a year before the Scorpio, supposedly. Give or take. And spec-wise, it is certainly an upgrade, no doubt about that, but it there's a significant power gap, it would seem, between this and the Scorpio. And yet both of them are pushing the idea of 4K as well as HDR video. There's been some skepticism in regards to the role that this machine is going to have in the market, who's going to buy it, how capable it actually is. Early indications show that the kind of 4K it uses is not real 4K, they're basically, it's you know, kind of dynamically scaling, upscaling mm. stuff, essentially using a bunch of technical tricks to bring it up to 4K output. And it seems to have disappointed quite a lot of people as certain developers have announced that games that they're releasing for it will support 4K, but will not support 1080p 60, which is something that a lot of people were hoping for, the ability to play, say, something like Bloodborne at 60 FPS, mm. which would be lovely. But the base, almost nobody seems to be taking advantage of that, and they seem to be pushing more towards we're going to have 4K graphics, which run at about 25 frames per second. 
initial reactions from everyone in regards to the announcement of this thing? I don't know. I, I, it, it's so hard to pin down my feelings, but thankfully, immediately afterwards, uh, the, the guys over at Kind of Funny, like, nailed it, like, super nailed it with the idea that, like, it felt like a Sony presser from years ago. Like, it was super old school, and they just had zero clue what people wanted, and were like, here's what we're giving you, and I don't, I'm still in this whole world of like i don't own a 4k anything so already that's no, not I don't a point for me i don't care about 4k at all right now 90 percent of the things that exist don't work for 4k so what the hell do i care um and and then the idea that they're going to create something that's going to give you 4k but most likely like 24 frames maybe and still have shit and not be real 4k you yeah, know like like it, it doesn't make it, sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. This is one of those things it's where I think... Like, Xbox, this is... Oh, sorry. Like, I feel like Xbox jumped on this, and Sony was like, well, we have to have something, and this is kind of what we got. And I'm... But we still... They still haven't been able to give us the frame rates we want. We've been asking for this for how long now? And they're like, but what if we gave you 4K? Like, no, if I want 4K, I'll get a PC. Give me fucking... 1080 at least like what is this <laughs> it's it's you know what's weird in the last year i have seen a full switching of roles about a year or so ago i believe i was saying look sony seems to understand that pc gamers are not gonna buy your platform so you might as well give them some access to some yeah. things you do like it was around the street fighter 5 announcement where they said, you know what, it's PlayStation 4, but it's on PC as well. We're like, mm. yay, because we were never going to buy a damn console to begin with. So, you know, why not? Why, you know, what is the what is the harm in that? And we're seeing stuff like crossplay, and then we're seeing Microsoft being very wary about crossplay, where Sony's like, yeah, totally. Here, yeah. have Dead Star and Rocket League and, uh, you know, Street Fighter V. You can do crossplay, cool, yeah. And now, only, you know, six months to a year later, what we are actually seeing now is Microsoft is doing a hell of a lot more with PC, which would have made sense in the first place, but it's mm. Microsoft. Let's not delve too far into their strange thought processes. And now Sony's like, oh, this will totally compete with the PC guys. Yeah, and they actually said this, by the way. They have said that this was not designed to compete with the, with the Xbox One. It's designed to compete with the PC, at which point I giggled. I was like, if you want to compete with the PC, you need choice. Yeah. PC's about choice. PC's not just about raw power. That doesn't, you know, that's not important. What's really important is the ability to choose how you experience your games. I mean, for fuck's sake, yeah. you just said mod support is now no longer coming to Fallout 4 and uh, yeah. Skyrim. So there's another element yeah. of choice out the window. You're not giving the choice for how you run your games, what speed they run at, what resolution they run at. And what's weird is that from what I understand, at least, it seems like their reasoning for that is like, well, we really don't want the modders to have that much freedom to like change how the games run. And it's like, this is literally why people use PCs. PCs. <laughs> because they don't want you to have that level of control. It's like, we want control over the things that we buy and the machines that we own. We don't want you to dictate what we can and cannot do with them. So yeah. modding is, you know, a part of what makes uh, the PC platform as popular as it is, but so is customization. And again, that if they're not offering that, and it seems to me like Sony is deliberately pushing 
developers not to go for the 1080p60 option. They're pushing them to go mm. for the 4K option as because that is how they're marketing the machine, as a 4K gaming machine. Totally. And if they don't, then you have a situation where only you know first-party software for Sony will, will support it, and then nobody will support it, and it'll be like... I mean, that's the way they have right now with PlayStation VR and everything else. Uh, like, it's such a weird... Like, it's at this stage, as you know, that Sony is a company that's, like, got a, you know microwave division or it's got a television division that's got all this because they're putting out three pieces of hardware in the space of six months they've got this new playstation pro which is like i think is probably aimed more at like people who haven't adopted playstation yet they're trying to like get sure. the, every person who hasn't hopped onto this um yeah this you generation. Get a better one it's the same price point that it was exactly launched, right you know? it's like oh it's even better than my cousins who bought his or hers two years ago you know what i mean um but like the messaging around this thing is already super fucked. Like the messaging around 4K is fucked. Like whatever 4K is, it seems to be this like amorphous Absolutely. changing concept, totally. right? It's, it means one thing to one person, it means something else to another person. And then some people- It's literally don't NERPS from Shadowrun. It's like, right. I don't know what NERPS is, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. like, that's how, I feel like it's every also, time somebody talks about 4K, it's like It's that. a massive jump as well. Like uh, some people don't yeah. seem to really get just how big a leap in terms of pixel density 1080p to 4K is. 4K is amazing. But the demands on yeah. to actually get 4K running properly, even 4K content, video content, let alone games, are insanely high. That's right. a massive you, leap. And, and then, so th then there are like so many issues with like how much, like they talk, for instance, about upscaling this from like whatever 2K or whatever other version you're going to talk about, um, about how much it's actually worthwhile considering like how far you were sitting from your television against, you know, the clarity that's there. And they're saying, oh, actually, ups, ups, if we were to run this stuff natively in 4K, it takes so much processing power that it's actually better to use that processing power to, you know, affect things like lighting and other sort of elements within that world and it'll, it'll look better. But like above all of this, above all this messaging and this, and you guys are totally right, like the conference did feel like a fucking one of those old E3s where they spend an hour talking about graphs before they actually uh, show the yeah. video game. Yeah. But yeah. above all of the like the nonsense that happened, the biggest problem they have with this thing is that like we, we can't stream 4K. Nobody knows what it looks like and we certainly can't stream HDR. So right. I, I had a, a couple of colleagues who were in the room and even them, they had the projector set up, which is, was in 4K, but you can't do HDR when you're throwing light. So they had two other televisions to the side, which were doing the HDR thing. And they said it looked great. Neither was doing both at any time. Yeah. But they said it looked really wonderful. Sure. But then like, how good is what? It's the same problem VR has where it's like, you, if people need to see this thing, then like you just need to get it in stores and, and figure that out because we're daisy chaining technology here where you've got, you know, the PlayStation Pro, you've owned already on a PlayStation, right? You got a PlayStation Pro and then, you, okay, if I get the Pro and I have to buy a 4K television, right? So if they reached price equilibrium, then there's this PlayStation VR thing and they <gasps> see all the games are going to on top of that. Wait, do you, do you think that that's what it is? that Sony has access to all of this data about how many people own 4K TVs. And they're like, wait, if we have the PlayStation Pro with 4K capability, it'll inspire people to buy Sony TVs with 4K capability. There's definitely then, oh, There has to be something like that. The problem is, is that, uh, again, 
I still, as a consumer, when people are like, get the news 4K TV, I'm like, what the fuck am what I going to watch? What does that mean? I don't have enough content for it. What am I watching in 4K? It. You know, there's yeah. some Netflix stuff, but, you know, the majority of the stuff that I watch is like, oh, I want to watch a movie, I'll watch it on Netflix or watch it on, like, Amazon. Right? Most right. of that stuff is not in 4K. No. And, and if you want to watch an optical version of it, you can't on the You can't! Because there's no 4K Blu-ray player in it! <laughs> It doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. And, and that goes back to the whole pro thing in general. Ask people what the hell that thing does. Half, half the things are, even devs are like, well, I think it might be 4K. Like, it might look better in 4K, but we don't know. Also, <laughs> we're not sure it's going to run better. Also, it won't we're not really sure about HDR. And if this game will have HDR when it comes. Like, no one even, even explaining HDR to most people. It's like, what is that? It's no one, most people can tell you. Don't know. Half Life Two: The Lost Coast. Exactly. I was going to say 2004. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's like that's not that's not new at all. But it, I, it's a mess. I'm just it's, 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 it's it mind boggling. Like, yeah, it feels like so much of this is in service of the 3.99 price tag. Like, yes, they, absolutely. They put the optical thing in because it would have skyrocketed the price. They had to keep the like you know. They had to keep the, the, the power down in it a little bit because that which would have skyrocketed is, the price. Like everything about is just like. If you're aiming at a more hardcore consumer base that can afford a good 4K television and PlayStation totally. VR, yeah. and they probably want to buy 4K Blu rays, then sell a fucking $500 or $600 Absolutely. system. Absolutely. If people just are yeah. buying a 4K TV, they can afford your $600 system. And just buy that as well. The, re the really strange thing about the VR thing is that also they kind of basically said that there would uh, you'd be able to get like double resolution on the PlayStation VR while using Pro in like some software. So God that's going to make everyone who buys a PlayStation VR who doesn't have the Pro feel like shit. Like that's going to yeah. Bear in mind, their messaging up to this point is that the PlayStation Four has is going to be able to handle the PlayStation VR no problem at all, yes. thanks to sorcery. One assumes you know, yeah. and that box thing that's attached to it. But now apparently that's not true. And that probably means it's going to run like crap. And I can tell you for yeah. a fact that if you play VR that runs like crap, uh, welcome to Vomit yeah. City. It does not feel good. Not at all. So uh, the other weird thing about this um, is this, the, you know, the HDR patch they were saying? Oh, yes, that. So uh, I, was, I was on um, Rebel FM last week and talking to some of those guys about it. And apparently, like, to actually effectively get hdr working on televisions you need to use like the latest version of hdmi which is HDMI 2.0 yeah, it's got that metadata layer in it yeah and, and none of those playstation 4s have those ports they've got like <laughs> usb 1.2 or something or sorry hdmi 1.2 so yeah yeah you're right so they don't really know how exactly hdr how is that's going even to gonna work into yeah so I think that was today that was happening Jesus I don't God. have a hdr television but like apparently that's like a hard limit like you can't there's can't no do it around it <laughs> yeah. i i am very intrigued you know what's interesting about this is that i think microsoft seems to have made the right move with uh saying okay we're making a new thing but it's pretty far off you know and they yeah. gave them they've given themselves wiggle room they can now respond to exactly what sony's done to be fair, the specs they put out were already better than the PS4 Pros. They were already talking 1080p 60 functionality. They now have a year to see basically the rebellion of people who says, God's sake, all I want, you know, the only reason I'm buying your crappy box is to play your fucking hostage exclusives. And I want to play them at 60 frames and you won't let me do it. So I'm not going to buy your damn system. But if you let me do it, I'll buy your stupid system. And Microsoft now has a year to see that, adapt to it, and say, hey, devs, make sure there's a 1080p60 option. 
Just mm. just give them that. They don't actually care about anything else. They just want it to run better. Just give them that. <laughs> just go. There we go. Problem solved. And now we can sell it a little bit later on to those who are looking to upgrade. I mean, And again, I don't think price is even a factor. Like you were saying, why keep the price down? You're already selling an upgraded model to people who are obviously going to be more hardcore consumers. What? Where is this band, the mythical band of consumers you're aiming at, that is somewhere between I'm a console gamer and I am a hardcore sort of power PC owner. Mm. What, what's what's the bit in the middle that you're aiming at there? I'm just, I'm kind of curious as to who that is. I don't know. It's, not me. it's, it's mysterious. Uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, if yeah. a bunch of developers do turn around and say, you know what, fuck it, we are, you know, this does have enough power to give us 1080p6 and we're going to give you that, I'll be happy. But it doesn't seem like Sony is in any way encouraging or certainly not mandating it. By any stretch. And I think like Microsoft have definitely run into an issue with so many of their games now are either cross by or like day and date with you know, we had it with uh, Quantum Break and, yeah, yeah. and a bunch of like they should definitely get Sunset Overdrive on PC as soon they, as they uh, can. Yeah, and get it um, at sixty. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I played actually one game I did forget to talk about that was good at PAX was uh I played Gears of War threes hard ah, yeah, mode. Yeah. Or four, sorry, it's oh, hard yeah. mode. Um, but oh my goodness, they had it running on an Xbox One and then they had it running on a PC on a 4K monitor next to it. And actually, forget the 4K-ness, the frame rate was like frame rate. night and day. It was yeah. like, I was I was playing on the Xbox One, I turned over and I would look back and it was like fucking sludge. Like, I, I yeah. wish I hadn't turned. <laughs> like, that console is getting past the stage, I think, where it's They're like, both it's past really their days, stage. you know? Yeah. They're, they're both not maintaining 30 at the best of times. They're both... Mm. Uh, using various tricks to keep up and it's not doing the job and i've said it before and i'll say it a thousand times to anyone that does not understand let me repeat this there is no situation in the world in which an upgrade to 60 fps does not improve a game from 30 no game zero games i used to say there was one game and that was south park but here's the thing the new south park (laughs) plays at 60 i fucking played it at 60 at pax so now even that doesn't count there are zero games that do not benefit in some way from that upgrade none at all non-exist so fucking do it (laughs) it's 100 beneficial all the time this is like like an argument as old as time when you were were like you know you're a teenager and you were upgraded you were deciding how to play a game and you'd argue with your friends about they were like no man i got it running in like 1024 by 768 and it's like yeah "Yeah, well fuck you i'm at 800 by 600 but it's like butter yeah i got 60 fps yeah Oh, my I feel like 250 hertz CRT monitor. Yeah, let's go. But I, but I feel like all the, that argument's gone. Like if I, whenever we have, you know, talks about this on, on just in chat or on forums or whatever, like I don't know who the resolution fans are anymore. Like it seems like everyone would be pretty happy. It's if we the just, devs. Like, the answer is the devs. The devs who are defending the decision to lock at 30. You know, people like Ready at Dawn mm. who are like, it is more cinematic. It's like, no, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. You French also- bastard. I mean, uh, we shoot our stuff in 24, uh, and a lot of people for a couple of years there were going for stuff in 60. And in terms of video, I will completely... It's fine for video. I don't think so. Not not a big deal. Unless you're doing sports. Yeah, sure, shoot in 24. But I don't have to control your video. As soon as I have to control anything, I want it to be as responsive as possible. And if it ain't, I can notice in a heartbeat. When your game is a guy sitting at a desk reading the news... Then I'll be like, all right, I see how you can do 24. But when you're sports, football is a perfect example where it's just like action. Things are happening. And in a game, you're playing that action. So when your guy's like, 
It's that's literally awful. about response time. Yes. Like, I don't if know you can't notice it, your standards just aren't high enough. It's that simple. It's science, motherfuckers. <laughs> you don't it's get to night, argue with it. Yeah. It's night and day in games like Doom. Where you're like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Weird. Yeah, I really think they're aiming at people who... The only way this is, makes any sense is that they're aiming at people who haven't bought PS4s. But even that doesn't make any sense because those people don't give a shit about playing 4K televisions if they don't want a console by now. So, yes. I don't know. Weird. Uh, so moving on, there have been some changes to the Steam review system which uh, have been mostly received well, although there, are, there is a little bit of controversy surrounding it. So Steam reviews have been well regarded as utter dog shit for a long time, rightfully so. Too many jokes, too many memes, too much copy-pasta nonsense, too many people trying to be funny, not enough useful information. Uh, Valve has, in its own way, taken notice of that and has made some changes, but they've also been specifically targeting one thing, which is the practice of giving out a lot of free keys to people who will say nice things about your game. Mm. So this has been a big deal with a lot of games that have got through the green light process. A lot of shilling being going on to get them through there. There's other crap that's got through green light and has got through purely on the back of that. And also games that have initial pushes on Steam maybe make it to the front page because they have an initial spat of high reviews despite being absolute wank. And of course, <laughs> it turns out all of those games were freebies given out as essentially bribes to people, mm. uh, to, to little kids who will say nice things. Now turns out valve is done with that shit and what they have decided to do is they have weighted the score system so that unless you get your key directly from the steam store your review will still be posted but it is you are able to search by category of those who purchased on steam versus those who had key activations that's now a thing you can do right now if you want and here's a interesting thing indeed you will not impact the overall score of the game if you have a key from a different source versus buying it from the Steam store. You will only swing that universally positive, mostly positive, negative, mediocre percentage if you right. have a copy directly from the Steam store. So, so they're not like censoring the review. But no, you can totally not, read the review. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. But okay. it will not weight the overall score system. Is it going to flag it? Will you know? Will it be like, yo, this <laughs> this person got a freebie? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can search, you can look through a purchase type has now all Steam purchases and key activations. The thing is, it doesn't right, flag okay. it as freebie, it flags it as key activation. activation so okay. it could be from, say, a legit site like ChronoGG, or mm. it could be from Green Man Gaming, or it could right. be a review code. See, that, that's where things start to get a little bit murky. Right, it could be an actual yeah. review code, yeah. or it huh. could be a freebie that was given out by the developer. Uh, they, they do not distinguish. That, I think, is the issue there. Hmm. Is that going to affect, like, for instance, what's the, what's it called? Steam Curators. Not uh, going to do a right. damn That's thing to Steam Curators. It's not gonna, okay, it's no effects. Don't worry. Don't worry. They don't care about Steam Curators. They haven't updated the system in over a year and a half. <laughs> they don't true. give a shit. Uh, I, I can tell you that, that for a fact. There's definitely, like, a murky vibe here, but playing devil's advocate, kind of, I feel like the vast majority of reviews sort of even out over time. Like, everyone sort of agrees eventually about what a game is. And I don't know if one or two people, three, 12, 20 people can influence that. I'm very curious. I think the thing that the real big concern here is the games that will never get a review now. 
there are many games on there. The only reviews right. they have are from like people who were paid to play it or were given free codes. So I wonder how that would affect those people. But then again, I to don't... be fair, most of those games do that because yeah, they're, they're shit. not like yeah. The, so I don't. That's know the that... reason nobody looks at them. Uh, on you know, unless they're given freebies or bribed to do it. I like that in the in the system now. When you're writing a review, you can like have it say received a free copy of the game. That's right. nice. Yeah, it's yeah. always nice like to be. Able, I mean, you have to technically disclose that anyway. Uh, but it's nice to give an in-system option to do that. I always mm -hmm. appreciate that. Right. But it's one of those things where, and in chat, like for a small game, twenty people can be huge. True. But if all twenty of those are people that you they had bribed. for promotion, yeah, then you're still not reaching an audience. You just have 20, 20 fake reviews. And so I, I I think we'll still have some equilibrium here that it, it just eventually will balance itself back out again because people know what's good and people know what sucks. Like, even, even, you know, people who aren't like, I'm a reviewer and I know what's what. Deep down, you know what a good game is. So I don't think there's going to be an issue here. It just is a good way of saying, hey, guys, not everyone is – an actual like normal gamer like you, some of these people mm -hmm. got special treatment, and so they could be biased, which needs to happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. It needs to happen. So I think it's, it's a fine. bit of a it's a bit of a hatchet approach, I think. And that's the way they do everything. Yeah, that's true. It, that's it's definitely not surgical. I think you know, overall it will probably be positive. It does certainly suck for those that get keys from humble. It definitely sucks for say a smaller YouTube. And here's the thing. I actually, you know what? No, it doesn't. It d fucking doesn't, it doesn't at all. Suck, because no. the amount of people who have been complaining about it are, are acting like their reviews will never be read. Bullshit. <laughs> They'll totally still be read. They're just not going to affect the score. If you cared about yeah. pushing that score a couple of points, and bear in mind, I have a very low opinion of people that, well, not people, the practice of. Let's just, let's just do that before I insult everybody I know. <laughs> the, uh -huh. the practice of giving out scores for games is, in my opinion, obsolete and ridiculous. But I understand why people do it. I, w I want it to go away. I think if you're obsessed with affecting that metric a couple of points either way, you are probably not reviewing for the right reasons. Yeah, you are, you are power tripping on that shit. So I don't really care if you do it or not. You can still get your review read. It's still there. You know? And if anything, if it's a good review, it will either negatively or positively influence other people's reviews that actually do affect the score. Hmm. If you're good at like expressing your opinion people will read it and be yes like, and they'll vote it up as helpful absolutely yeah because here's, here's the thing the vast majority of people are not going to use this purchase type filter at all yeah totally. no, not at all no we'll one's going to click that After nobody this, we're all going to forget about it i looked at it out of curiosity once i'm never going to use it again <laughs> i don't see any reason to and your review is still going to get read you're not being censored or anything along those lines it, it's a bit of a dick move to take a little bit of power away from third-party stores, but I must point out, even though I don't necessarily agree with it, Valve has the right to do it. They don't actually have Absolutely. to give a damn thing to third-party stores. This is another at one. All. Look, the last couple of weeks, this is, we've said it over and over. This is another one of those fucking, like, censorship! It's like, there's zero censorship there happening There's no here. censorship going on here no at all. Zero. This not, is a company's right to do this. And you can decide whether that's good or not, but it, there's zero censorship happening. Absolutely. It's Stop shouting censorship. It's this very surprising that. to me, and I don't know how because I've been on the internet for so long, but it's always surprising to me how many people yell censorship when it makes no sense. <laughs> no censorship? <laughs> <laughs> it's best I got. Nice. Someone sort of censored that. Never lost it. 
Yeah. Um, I, I did hear in the chat, I'm not sure if this is true or not, that the filter is on by default. That would actually change things around a little. Uh, that would be really weird if that's true. I'm just going to go to Steam right now and see right. if that's true. Because uh, that seems a bit odd that you do that. I mean, that means that they're taking it super seriously then. Yeah, like, way more seriously than I thought initially. Let's yeah. have a look. I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. Uh, mine is on by default, actually, yeah. Um, okay, that changes things a little bit. That should probably not be the case. I don't think. This You could cut this one either way, because, like... Right. Yeah, it's it's weird, because, like, it's almost like they implemented this because of edge cases. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to affect, like, AAA games. This isn't going to affect, like, most big games. No, it's definitely, like, not. a problem they have with their easy early access. and The, the little green light shitty games that are yeah. sneaking through. This is what they're dealing with. And it's weird because, like, we're talking about, like, companies of certain, like, ideas about how they should be run. Like, Valve definitely has this idea where they don't want to ever have to, like, have a human do anything. Absolutely. Just, like, no, they, they have, absolutely like, don't. Like a, like a society, this perfect online society where everything runs perfectly. So, like, this, it almost seems like it's just, like, too wide a brush that they're stroking here. Like, if you just had, like, employ two interns to make sure all the stupid Minecraft knockoffs don't take advantage of the review system, and maybe it won't be so much of a problem. Well, then uh, we go back to the old system, whereby they weren't letting certain games through their system, and everyone was complaining about that. Which, right, yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, I, I, I had something to do with that, I think, as did a lot of other people. There were two games in particular that weren't getting on Steam. Space Pirates and Zombies, and a game called Unepic, that were both really, really good, and were having difficulty yep. getting on Steam. And there was also an issue with a para, paranautical activity, I believe. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then they, they swung way too far the other way and let fucking everything on, mm. which was not really the way to go. But, yeah, I, th that filter being on by default actually just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I did not realize that was the case. That that changes oh. my opinion somewhat. Uh-oh. I, I, just, I just don't think it should be on by default. I think mean, it... Unless maybe there could be like a limit. Let's say there were more compensated or, you know, free key activations than none in the review section. Maybe then it could be on. But in normal circumstances, I don't think that filter should be on. Right. So, I mean, if we look at like your standard regular game. Oh, here's an interesting example, actually. If we go to uh, Rive right now. Now, Rive is, uh, it's been out for a couple of hours. It has 12 key activations and one review. So all those key activations are probably review codes that were given out. Oh, yeah. Pre-release reviews. Right. So you actually have to click... I mean, this is probably not going to be relevant for, like, past the first few hours or so, but, like, the information there is there's there's literally no review there by default, even though there's actually 12 reviews of the game. Yeah, I'm looking at right. it right now. Even if I'm not logged in, if I'm just on yeah. the website, not logged yeah. in. It, yeah, and the rating's at 100%, reviews. which is... Yeah. Even though that's not necessarily true. Yeah, like, that is nuts. Mm, that's maybe not ideal. I think maybe it should change based on the amount of... Maybe there should be a certain limit as to the number of reviews before it triggers over or something. You know, say, hey, you need a minimum of 20... But then you go back to the same damn problem, don't you? Are they trying... Is the whole purpose of this thing just to try and crack down on these shitty little games that get, like, 20 bribed kitty reviews and are actually terrible? This is nuts. There's one here, Halcyon 6, Starbase Commander. Yeah. Uh, it's got 296 reviews, very positive at the top of the screen. And if you go down, there's 296 Steam purchases, and then there's 246 key activations. That means that half of the reviews on it are basically... Yeah, but here's also the thing. I think that was a Kickstarter game. 
That that kind of runs into it. Also, another yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that key those keys came from Kickstarter. So yeah, I mean that that's kind of half your reviews cut out there. Ha. Huh. Hmm. Now, all right. all right, that I I think is a problem. Yeah, is definitely. is when you have a Kickstarter or you the dev are rewarding people, not bribing yeah. people. But you're like, thank you for for helping us here, and then those are taken out because those are the people who invested money and interest and time in your yeah. product before it existed. If anything, they probably have the most to say. Totally, I feel like that's a problem. And that's yeah. like Kickstarters hmm. a lot of the time are just basically like really badly conceived pre-orders yes. so it's not even like they're giving you the code it's like you kind right. of you pay for it, it. <laughs> you pay for it yeah so yeah that, you're mm. right like those would be the people who would be the yeah. the, the authorities on that i think that's mm. the, i think that's nail on the head problem yeah. right there that seems pretty shitty well the problem is like distinguishing between kickstarter keys and keys that were like given out as freebies or whatever is impossible yeah they, they can't do it and I, I think I'm trying to think of the way to fix this because uh, in principle, I sort of agree with what they've done here, but their implementation seems a bit off now that we, you know, now that I'm looking at this whole, it defaults to Steam purchases. I mean, I maybe that's... the solution is just not to do that. Have it default to all yeah, and just go back to what you were saying about the score thing. Mm -hmm. let, let the score thing stay as Steam purchases, but have the list of reviews default to all. That is that that's a decent middle ground, right? I think that that's like the main concern that I have is that it's going to wind up being like every other thing that Steam tries to implement where it's on the right track, but they don't revisit it very fast and everybody just gets kind of frustrated and abandons it in a yeah. weird way. This is called Steam Curators. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is it just it seems like yet another thing that they're throwing in there where everybody's going, OK, I see where you're going with this. Yes, but also no. So uh -huh. let's like let's try let's to try. fix it a bit. Yeah. And there's a high probability, looking at their track record up until this point, there's a high probability that they won't fix it Never or touch it for a while. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe ever, mm. honestly. Huh. Well, there you go. That's where we changed our minds based on new information. I know it's a very unique yeah. thing on the internet. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. You've witnessed it today. Thanks for the heads up, chat. Yeah, appreciate it. Is... First time I've ever been like, useful. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird. I'm actually gonna like maybe untick that just so I can get a better better idea of it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Hmm. But you're right. Most people will not notice that ever. No, they won't. They will not. All right, let's uh, move on to releases then, shall we? Uh, speaking yeah. of a bunch of toss, you know, that comes on Steam every week. Here we go, the release list. I don't know what you mean. All of these look like gold stars on September yeah, 13th. I'm sure. Today we've got Motor Gun. Which interests me because anything with car combat interests me for some reason. Motor Gun. Uh, but the that, most car combat ass name you could possibly It really have. is, yeah. Early access game... Third person, strap guns, two cars, blow each other up in PvP. Doesn't look like Interstate 76 or Vigilante 8, so I don't care. Next. <laughs> Next is called Floppy Heroes. That is a Yo. terrible name for a video game. Yo. Ragdoll uh. Physics Brawler with Dismemberment. Might actually be fun. You remember um, Ragdoll Kung Fu? Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, that was shit. Uh, oh, I, I love that game. Better. It was that's, terrible, you though. You know it was. And it was great. Oh, that that is a fair point. You did have that. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, next. Um, 
Well, the next one is just VR ping pong. I mean, I think we know what that is. Yeah, not a lot of investigation required there. The one after that looks kind of intriguing. It's called Don't Let Go. It's another VR game. Um, And it says, in these two short experiences, you're sat in a chair with your hands in front of you on the keyboard. Whatever happens, don't let go. And all of the pictures are like different weird shit happening in the office. Yeah. And you have to just like keep typing, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a scary thing. There's a raptor in one of them. It's like, all right, this is the future of VR right here. Cool. <laughs> we get it. Next. Uh, the next one is called Mad Games Tycoon. It's a, it's one of those sort of game dev tycoon games. It actually has a fairly large number of positive reviews. It's been in early access for a while. Alrighty. Uh, the one after that is Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. Good game. Go. So I think we can all kind of I think we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Never uh, gets old. After that is Mikazoo. I've is heard familiar. good things about this. I've um, also heard good things about it. Donkey was praising that? the shit out of this, actually. M-E-K-A-Z-O-O. It is a 2D platformer where you transform into a variety of robotic animals that have different abilities. And everyone that's played it said, if you like old school platformers, like old school console platformers, it feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like all the bright colors in it. Uh, the game after that is called. I, I just, just wanted to give you like a small golf clap after saying I like all the bright colors. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> next. I'm a fan of, of the color palette of this game. Ah, the next ah. one is called Just Bat. It, <laughs> it's VR shitty cricket. Is what it is. <laughs> is it really? It really is. It's literally yeah. just shitty cricket and VR. Next. All right. The next one is Retro Football Boss. What? What? Uh, it's an odd combination yeah. of. It's Who a historic. Oh my game? god! It's a historical football management simulator featuring the English professional leagues from 1888 to what? 1988. Is Woolwich Arsenal in it? What's I it hope called? so. Retro Football Boss. Rewrite football history across 110 Who's... years of football. Oh my god. You can save Barrow, Northwich, Victoria, <laughs> and Gateshead from non-league oblivion. I came from Gateshead. Oh my god. Do you see this trailer before Messi, before Lineker? Oh my god. Is... Who the fuck is naming these games? Retro football boss. That's... Just bash. Like no. English sports games just getting weird <laughs> green light releases. Well, you'll love the next oh, one then. Uh, the next one is called Life is Pain. I was sure. hoping for a lot. <laughs> That's not... Uh, I didn't get it at all. No, it's, uh, it's a side-scrolling game that looks very basic. Oh it's, my God. It, it's a basic it fucking claims, platform. It claims that there's only one level. Great. There's no reviews for this product. You only have to... come. Yeah, it's supposed to come out today, but it's not out. It's, <laughs> it's probably for the best. So, there's that. Next. next one is called Carrie's Order Up. It is a 2D action game where you serve food to people. It looks like a sort of advanced version of root beer tapper, from what I can tell. Right. Next, Alrighty. Next one's called Fly to Kuma Maker. What? Uh, what? It's a VR game. Solve puzzles and get the There's Kuma bear, to their It's destiny. those fucking bears again. This is the second VR Kuma game that I know of. It's these yeah. pink bears in suits. I don't know what it is. And the uh. description is making me none the wiser. <laughs> Uh, the next game is Dead Rising, which Yay, we talked about. That's a good game. Um, the game after that is Mystery Chronicle One Way Heroics. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've already forgotten the name of that game. RPG I, Maker, maybe? One Way Heroics. Uh, yes. Uh, maybe? No. Probably not. Looks like it, but it isn't. 
Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, oh god, Spike Chunsoft. Yes, uh, also known as I, we <laughs> release terrible PC versions of our video games and we ruin Little King's story! Uh, the game after that is Return Zero VR, which we've talked about, I feel like, three weeks in a row. It does keep coming up. I guess they keep delaying this. It's yeah. been popping up a lot. VR Tunnel Racer, yeah. It apparently came out yesterday, so this list... I believe I hope so. A little borked. Great. Um, next game is called Shop and Spree Shopping Paradise. It looks like a fucking awful mobile game. <laughs> awful <laughs> mobile game. It's like you shop, but apparently you do so through block puzzles. Oh, great. Oh, of course. Oh next. my god, this next game <laughs> looks amazing. Oh no. Go on. Oh, it's no. called War Cube. It's no. called War Cube, and no. you got soldiers no. on a cube, no. and I don't. It's I don't fucking know, Rubik's but... Cube with guns. <laughs> oh my god, that looks fucking mental. No. What? Oh no. What is this? Oh my... How is this real? This is like... What a great question. Someone learned Unity, bought a bunch of shit from the Unity store, and just went to town. <laughs> and oh, they spent so long just thinking oh whether they God. could, they didn't they stop did to think of whether they should. All right, the next game is called Saber Saw VR. You have fucking saber saw arms, and you chop shit up in VR. Looks like great. it might Hello. be great. Probably not, but it should be, by all rights. Uh... The next game is called Toxic, yeah. with two Ks. Um, uh, so this has been free. in early access a, for a while. It's a free game. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't used to be. So this has been early access for a few years now as an arena shooter. It got a lot of hype a couple of years back saying, hey, we're going to be in the new Unreal Tournament. So everyone was like, yeah, we, we really want that. And then when it came out, it turns out they didn't. They didn't want that <laughs> at all. Um, there, yeah. there are, t I believe there are a couple of versions of it. There's a free version, yes. and there is a paid version. So it says, they, the free edition is a lot more than just a demo. It comes with the full core experience, has no competitive disadvantages versus the full game, and lets you play for free. Yeah, so why the reason would I buy they it? needed this is that nobody. So I don't know it. what what the benefit of buying it is. I, I um, there's a there's a feature comparison right here between the free and full. Uh, you don't get all the maps with the free version. You don't get all the vehicles. You don't get the campaign mode. You don't get the oh, you don't oh, get to wow. vote for the next map. You don't get character customization. <laughs> I love oh, that. Sucks. Not voting for the next map. That's amazing. That's it's such like a we good need a constitutional part. amendment to give like <laughs> emancipation like, is... to the free oh players. Yeah. It's like that's like me and my visa. It's like wow. you're not a citizen yet. You yeah. can't vote. You have no right. No rights. The <laughs> oh thing is they God. need it because this game has had no people playing it for ages. Right. So they really need to get people yeah. back. I played it about a year ago and it felt pretty good, but there was no one playing then. And like I checked about two weeks ago, because I am convinced that when people say we want a new arena shooter, they're lying. They don't yeah, at totally, all. Totally. Because there's been like 12 of them, and you ain't played any of them, you bastards. Unreal so Tournament's you... got like no one playing it. Blazinski's one was like super weirdly received. Uh, like... Reflex, no one was playing that. Toxic, Warsaw, Zenotic, yeah. Nexwiz, uh, a bunch of other stuff. No, you don't. You don't want Dirty it. Bomb. Uh, lots that's, of people are still that... playing that. But then again, oh, that's really? not really an arena shooter. That's yeah, more of a, example, that's actually. more that's more enemy territory, uh, but you know pure on like deathmatch arena shooter. No, nobody actually wants that, even though they say they do. But giving a free version, probably pretty smart business model, I think. Hopefully mm -hmm. that'll work out well for them because that game when I played it a year ago was pretty good actually. All right, next up is uh oh where did it wait 
Where the fuck? Where Running go? Gods is what you're looking Running for. Running Gods is the name of it, right? Yeah. Become oh, the divinest god. Uh, you run, <laughs> and you are a god. Yes. Uh, the that next is game is called Rive. We used Which we did talk about, already. yes. We did use an example. Uh, it's oh, yeah. a twin stick-ish thing. 360 degree shooter platform hybrid thing. Uh, the next game is called Reverence. Reverence. The ultimate combat experience, they claim. I'm looking at these screenshots and <laughs> I strongly disagree. Oh my god, look at this combat experience. Look at the, Taylor Swift. Oh my... Wow, yeah, that? you're right. Screenshot. The, that Taylor I mean, this is just like, I mean, I understand it's an early access, Did but I, it looks like Morrowind of all things. I mean, it it, does. the ultimate combat experience. I don't Look know. at that arena. They're fighting in an arena and it's fucking empty. No one's in it. <laughs> it seats 100,000. Oh my God. No one can make it. No one can make it. No, it did, did it Tuesday morning. No one can yeah. make it. People yeah. Work, guys, people are <laughs> That, that looks a little early on. Just let me put it that way. Next. Um. Next up. September 14th. Uh, it's apparently already out, though. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, it's called Spera, and it looks like a game I would love. It's a uh, puzzle game, cascading puzzle game, Tetra-style, where it's, like, two people versus each other. Yeah. It has local and online uh, matchmaking in it. It looks cute. Bunch I like of it. special abilities, uh, really cool-looking characters. Yeah, this mm -hmm. looks neat, actually. It's, like, kind of battle Tetrisy or battle yes. columns or something like that. Uh, yeah, with yeah, a bunch yeah. of weird abilities. There seems to be an ability where this girl is spraying cement on the other person's screen, <laughs> which looks pretty cool, actually. There's uh, a man who's just punching the enemy's blocks. Yeah, yeah. this actually looks pretty neat. Mm -hmm. This looks cool. Uh, the next game is called Boulder Dash. Not Balderdash. Wait, Balder Dash, wait. Well, it literally Dash. is the 30th anniversary edition of Boulder Dash. Yeah, as oh. in that game that came out 30 years ago. It's a, the Boulder Dash, if I recall correctly, was a game where you tried to get all of the gems without being flattened by rocks. Mm. Yep. Pretty much it. I played Classic. the clone on the BBC Micro called Repton, which caused me a lot of stress as a child. <laughs> Fuck Repton. Next. Oh my god, this next game looks awesome. It's called Conga Master. And you're trying to get the longest conga line, it looks like. <laughs> that is, is exactly it? what you're doing. Yes, I love it. Wow. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Uh, it has pretty... six local multiplayer modes. Um, slice your rival's congas to ribbons. Pop pigs. Fight over the lone congo dancer. Race to make the longest line. Over 30 characters. <laughs> looks looks pretty cool. <laughs> looks all yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Looks very silly in a great way. Okay. Uh, the, the next game is called Escape the Past. <laughs> it's the Danny O'Dwyer simulator. I play that every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this looks like a very old... Uh, I think it's a point and click. Either point and click or hidden object or one of the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like it. Yeah. Next. Next is called Gannihilation. Gannihilation. It's better have some like real gun. big fucking guns in it. Oh, it looks like it does. Uh, 2D platformer shooter inspired by Contra and Smash TV. Uh, it looks like up to four player local co-op. Level editor, full campaign, really large guns. Yeah. Looks like it might be a bit of a laugh on the couch. Uh, the oh, yeah. next game... God, how do... I keep losing my... spot. That's because you're losing 3. your passion for this business. Avadon <laughs> 3, The Warborn. Ah, the Avadon series. A really cool series of old-school turn-based RPGs 
that were based on an even older series of shareware RPGs called the Exile series. Hmm. And I know that because I used to get them on demo discs from random PC magazines, and I fucking love the Exile games. Uh, Spiderweb Software made these, uh, and the guy behind Spiderweb Software, really cool. Yeah, real old school, uh, like, top-down, isometric-esque RPGs, huge amount of character customization, gear, and stuff. They're not much of a looker, but they're actually really great games if you're into playing stuff that feels like it was from the early 90s on shareware discs it's cool yeah it is neat that they're still getting made even the studio's logo looks like hella 90s yeah they've they're very much so that it's good stuff the next game is called event zero it looks like a jesse game to me it oh, is a is narrative it? exploration game where you're building a relationship with a spaceship computer oh that's a yeah that's a jesse game what is it called event, event zero, zero. Event, it's event in square zero brackets with Brackets. Yeah. Oh my fuck. I'm I'm in. You talk you talk to a computer. You build a relationship oh. with it. It apparently has an entertainment it's, system. It's There's a keyboard. A There's an actual piano involved. You play this the piano it. to a computer. Yeah, this you build you, a shit with a lonely spaceship computer. Shit's gonna kill you in the end. <laughs> I'm in. You're just like, why is life suffering, computer? And he's like it's oh, one of those games. They have a ton of finalist and nomination awards for award shows I've never heard of. So yeah. it's definitely a Jesse game. Yo, marking it right now. Um, next up, along with Boulder Dash, is Brawler Dash. Yeah, that oh doesn't muddy the waters at all. Uh, <laughs> they really should have communicated on that one. Yeah. It doesn't benefit I can't either. Find this. Uh, oh, it's called Brawler Dash. That's why. That's even worse. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. It's Brawler Dash. They did this on purpose. And it is nothing. It, it's a weird, like, local multiplayer, crappy looking sports game, basically. Not, it doesn't even have anything to do with Boulder Dash. They need no, to... not at all. This was ill conceived. Yeah. It looks a bit like. What was that game where it's like hockey and football and basketball and everything combined? Super. Oh, I forget. Uh, I uh, don't know, but it definitely looks a bit like that. Apparently, you can play as a golfer, a, a footballer, a hockey man. Is that why they call them hockey men? Probably not. A footballer. <laughs> hockey men? Oh, they have man. soccer and footballer, so American football fellow, hockey runner man. and baseballer. Mm. All at the same time, which is madness. Hockey men. Hockey men, indeed. Hockey men. <laughs> Next. All right, September 15th, we have VR Ninja, which is a VR game that trains you to be the ultimate ninja. It sure. looks very pretty. Do you have the real ultimate power, do you think? E yes. That's for everyone who is from 1999 who was on the internet then. <laughs> That's for you guys. The real ultimate power. I think that website still exists. Go look that shit up. Next. Next is, power. next is called Fatal Theory. Uh, I'll tell you what's fatal for their game. Their damn UI design. It looks disgraceful. <laughs> but it, it's a 2D side-scrolling brawler thingy. Oh, yeah. Both endless aerial rave combos. Uh, next up is Pro Evolution Soccer 2017. Yeah. Pro Evo. I don't know. Is Pro Evo still good? Playing fast yeah, and loose. Last year's, last year's PES was solid. I haven't played this one at all, but yeah. So it's caught millions up with, of copies in the UK every year. Uh, yeah, and Japan. Yep. Very and, popular. Yeah. Cool. Okay, the next one. Uh, beautiful Japanese scenery, which I thought for sure was a VR game. It is not. It is just a jigsaw puzzle it's game. It's fucking animated jigsaws. <laughs> Next. 
<laughs> Next is called Ancient Go, which it's I'm fucking hoping go, is isn't it? Go. go. It's Go. Next. Okay, great. Next is called Galactic Fighters. It's about fighting galaxies, isn't it? <laughs> Wait. I mean, probably. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine it is. I don't uh, know how to help you anymore. <laughs> 3D space shooter of some sort from behind the ship. Early access looks like it needs a lot of work. Next. Uh, the next one looks interesting. It's called Lost Crew. It's a text-based adventure game about astronauts who are trying to survive in an orbital station. That is lost in time. Apparently. Um, there are lots of complicated riddles that you have to solve. And wait, this isn't the game that you played, is it, Jesse? No, this is definitely not it. Okay. Just curious. Okay, cool. Well, that looks interesting. Um, September 16th, Cockroach Simulator. I refuse to acknowledge that this game exists. Next. Adventurous Life VR is the next game. Hold oh, on. God, how the hell do you spell this? Jesus. Life God. VR. It's got too many vowels in it. I can't find it. How dare it? I can't find it. The English language is too complicated. Stop Throw it? it out. God, this is why we need Trump. Next. Wow. <laughs> uh, the next game is called Chaos of Hearts. Oh my God, what anime bullshit! It is. It's very anime bullshit. Oh my God, oh, that looks hideous. Ugh. Action MOBA. Sure. With elements of action, RTS, and RPG developed into something that defies classification. I have never seen an art style that I hate more than this game. Just look at it. Just really, you've never seen an art style you hate I more don't know. than this I, game. Maybe it's in my top really? five. I, I don't know. Go to like the fourth or fifth screenshot. I hate it. <laughs> it looks awful. Look at it. It's indistinct color mash. It's because like you yeah, put the colors like, in a blender and then yeah, but create like, a game yeah. with it. It that one that one them boobies though. It's just like this random anime girls for some reason. It doesn't mesh with anything oh else on God. the screen. It, it's All a right. mess. Next game is called True or False. Easy. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Fuck we've reached. We've reached it. The bottom of the barrel, we hit it finally. There's an expansion pack for it. There's an expansion pack. It has an expansion pack. The game's not even out yet. Is the expansion Good. pack, is the expansion pack like maybe? Like, a possible. True, false. false. Or maybe. Or maybe. Possibly. It, yeah, it literally is a true or false puzzle game. That's it. Okay. And it has uh, an expansion pack. Sure it does, why not? Next. Well, the next game is called Pandem. It's an MMORPG that looks very old. Oh very, my, yes it very does. Old. Yes it does. Ooh. 3D um, MMORPG with arcadified gameplay. <laughs> yes, that's not a real word. Stop it. That wouldn't make it through QA. Oh my god. <laughs> the next game is called Flow Match. F L O W. Flow Match. F L O W Match. What is it? In a geometric world where the realm controls their lives, Cal seeks to find... It's a block-pushing puzzle. Next. <laughs> Next is called... Where the realm controls their lives. Next is called Super Jaguar. It's one of those uh, 2D side-scrollers that looks like it borrowed assets from a million other games. It absolutely does. That looks like it nicked a bunch of Parasol Stars and Rainbow Island and a bunch of other things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next game is called The Legions of Rome. The Legion's Room. Oh, it's two dollars. That always results in great gameplay, right? <laughs> uh, ooh. Yeah. It's a it's a war game. It's a two dollar war game, which worries me. Most war games are very expensive because they put yeah. a lot of effort into them, and they're dealing with a kind of niche market. 
When he said it at two dollars, that does not give me a great deal of confidence. I mean, it doesn't look awful, but could be a could be a killer deal. Could be. I mean, deal it's of the possible. Century. Might be deal. Of the, you, might, you may be right. I'm at the end of the year. My top ten. I may be <laughs> kicking myself right now. I don't know. <laughs> the next game is called Lou Pulsifer's Doomstar. It's <laughs> a uh, it's what a, a name. strategy game. What? The Lou Pulsifer. Oh shit. The no Lou Pulsifer. Wow. Um, it's because that's the name of the designer. <laughs> the designer is Lou Pulsifer. I, I, that indicates to me it was a board game at one point. Uh, he designed games like Britannia, Dragon Rage, and Sea Kings. I have heard of Dragon Rage. So, yeah, it's a implementation of a board game, uh, which is actually less exciting than I hoped. I hoped it was just a random <laughs> guy called Lou Pulsifer who was randomly given a Doomstar at one point. I imagine and went on a rampage through the universe with it. that is on the front of their, like, promotional picture. I wanted There's that to duck. be Lou Pulsifer. There is a duck on the front, and I feel like that duck could be named Lou Pulsifer. <laughs> it is. You're oh, right. The, there is a unlockable duck character with its Fuck. own campaign. That dude's yes. name is Lou Pulsifer. I'm playing, I'm playing this. As, I'm in. I'm in. Great. You can double build <laughs> American McGee's Scrapland. Just... <laughs> that game was amazing. I'll defend it to the death. Oh my god. Next game on September 17th, we have Mamanga Pinball Adventures. Mamanga. To be fair, I do like pinball games. I'm not I'm not opposed how, to them. How do you feel about Mamangas? Um it's some kind of hamster. <laughs> oh it is, you're right. It is it's, it's a, a flying squirrel. Man. It's a flying squirrel thing. So it's like Sonic Spinball with a flying right. squirrel, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mamanga. The, 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 the long-awaited spiritual sequel to Sonic Spinball is here. <laughs> we needed it. The next game is called Tennis Elbow Manager. What? Which just doesn't look like a game that I ever want to play in my life. That is a lot of spreadsheets and not yeah. a lot of UI design. Yeah. Uh, you are a tennis coach, which wow. could potentially be fun. I like management games. I just don't like oh. it when they look like this. This looks awful. This it looks really does. It looks uh, absolutely... But hire a UI designer, please! Something! Um, this next one we've seen a million times. Kaboom. No. no. Then we will not game. talk about so it. Next. On. No. next game is called Loot or Die. Let's be honest. RPGs are more fun with machine guns. I mean, you may be right, but... Based on these screenshots, I don't think you're going to be the one to exemplify is, that wait, fact. What is this game? What is... It's an RPG with... It's it's shit is what it is. It's shit. <laughs> next. The next game looks like it's Mario Maker. But, like, if somebody decided they wanted to just make Mario Maker. It's called Box like, Maker. Yeah. I like how you just said the next game looks like Mario Maker. I type in Mario Maker looking for it. Like, oh, this game looks... Oh. I mean... <laughs> You're not wrong. It's, called, it's, it, it's, it's literally a Mario Maker yeah. clone on PC, which ha there's a market for that. There's a I'm shell. not sure if it doesn't look as good. There's like literally gum, like shells and yeah. I mean, and, this is actually yeah. infringement. Like, wow, yeah, this is uh, this is way too dangerously close to what Mario yeah. Maker actually is. Yeah. I have a feeling this will not last long. Especially, I mean, for fuck's sake, <laughs> they just killed 500 free fan games. Are they going to let this slide? I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, the next game is called Diamond Joyce and the Secrets of Crystal Cave. Uh, can I use my uh, yes, mind powers? Um, I believe this is probably a hidden object game of some description. <laughs> probably. And I'm wrong for the first oh. time in a long time. What oh, is it? Wow, that's so rare. Um, it's it's an action puzzle game, actually. It huh. is where you're exploring caves. I thought it was a hidden object game. It sounded like one. It does. 
I didn't, ah, even, I didn't I even tripped type up. it in because I figured it must be. Because it didn't have special edition at the end of it. That's why. <laughs> they all have special edition at the end of them. <laughs> Damn. My powers game... are failing. <laughs> the game after that is called Galactic Storm. I mean, it sounds awesome. Is it? It's a, it's a top-down... Uh, it doesn't look it, no. Bullet uh, hell-ish it, It's a shmup. Game. Uh, yeah, the, an uninspired-looking shmup. Uh, the game after that is called Stay Close. Stay Close. God, how many games are coming out? What the fuck? This, this is <laughs> our simulators every week. We're almost done. Um, <laughs> Open-world horror game with options for single-player and co-op. Uh, gameplay involving uh, walking, mostly. Uh, next. But stay close. That's next is called Fall of Civilization. It looks like a top-down or a, a, uh, not quite top-down survival game. It's a hex-based survival strategy by the looks of it. Yeah. That could really use a new art team by the looks of yeah. it. Yeah. Next. Uh, September 19th, we have Galaxy Reavers. Again, sounds amazing. Is it? It's got a really cool logo. Ooh. Ooh, this actually might be up my alley. Uh, it is a fun yet challenging RTS, they claim. In order to survive an enormous galaxy, players have to build up their own fleet and control warships on every planet, defeat your enemies. I mean, this all sounds good. It's probably a mobile game. I don't know for sure, but it looks like it might be. Uh, okay, looks... I mean, looks okay, I think. I'll have a look at it, I guess. Holy shit. Uh, our final game... Uh, I have to play. Okay. It looks like it might be terrible, but it's called Totaled, in ah. which you are uh, It's tiny... for fractions, too. I've said it time and again. Yeah. Look at that guy. You're it a tiny frog, is. and you can, you're trying to eat everything in the world. Yeah. It's Katamari Damasi mixed with frog yeah. fractions, obviously. Yeah. That's what it is. Literally what it is. You just become a larger and larger toad to consume the world. So it's like Snake as well. It's perfect. It seems like it has that aspect. It's the ultimate that game. You start off very cute, and then you become an unholy abomination. That's... That's that is life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's teaching us an important lesson. One of their features is booty, and it has no explanation. Great. Booty. It's just booty. That's it. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's it. We're Absolutely. done. Uh, right, well, a limited selection of stuff worth having, by the looks of it, but hey, there you go. That's why we need these Steam review changes, man. He's all yeah. snuck on. I'll tell you one game you should play before we go that did recently come out, by the way. Go and fucking play Halcyon 6. It's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Yo, Holy I'm shit, that game that. is great. Yeah, I just downloaded it today. Great game. Awesome game. Played it in early access. Even better now. So good. If you liked FTL... If you like a little bit of XCOM in there, if you like a little bit of Final Fantasy in there, sort of Final Fantasy Battle System-esque kind of thing, if you like a little bit of Star Command in there, if you like a little bit of Star Trek in there, it's got all of that, and then some, with enemy ships with giant googly eyes on them. Sick. And a really awesome Everything you ever wanted. Everything you ever wanted. It's, it's actually fucking brilliant. So I would strongly suggest you have a look at Halcyon right. 6. I'm going to check that out. That's about it. We're done. Yay! Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna take a shower and then go eat food. That sounds great. But before <laughs> oh we go, so hungry. Yeah, I'm going to the melting pot and it's gonna be amazing. <sighs> fucking love fondue. Yes, everyone should fucking love fondue as much as I do. We'd have a better. I don't think world. I've ever had fondue. Go to the fucking melting pot. What the hell's wrong with you? You never been the melting pot? Where is that? Do you not have one nearby? It's a chain. It's, it's a, a chain. One in Oakland. 
places? That's a great question. Let's find out. Is there a melting pot in Oakland? There is a melting pot in Oakland. There are, in fact, fucking two of them. You have no excuse. Uh, Well, it's Canada. Yeah, the the closest one is in Berkeley, I think. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Go to the melting pot. It's a fun new restaurant. They serve your first course as fucking cheese and lots of breads and stuff. (laughs) And they put beer in the cheese. Any beer you want. So it's like, okay, lots of beer oh, cheese. Lovely. Do I want that? Do I want yes, the beer cheese? Of co- course you want the beer cheese. What's okay. wrong with you? What kind of Irishman are you? <laughs> then they point, bring actually. on then they've got the protein course where you but you basically fry or uh, sort of uh, quick sort of bake the different kinds of meat. And that's awesome. They give you a salad yeah. in between that. And then they have a dessert course, which is a giant pot of fucking chocolate. Hot chocolate, you dip everything in it, and then you just you roll out of there because you've okay. had way more food than you think you had. It sounds good. All right. That's a Saturday nighter. Okay. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Bring, bring they, another person. I wouldn't do it solo. Or is this just all you? Could it's got they? nothing Could to do with do it. I'm just, I'm endorsing them on the basis that they're great. Could they? Okay. I, would, I will it. take a sponsorship in a heartbeat from the melting pot. Yeah, no doubt. could they? Though? I could just go right now, actually. You could. Just, like, but you should promote your Patreon right before now. you do. Yeah. We'll yes, wait till you get back and then you can let us know what it was like. Yeah. Promote your Patreon before we do that, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Daniel Dwyer, uh, a founding of video game documentary company called Noclip. We're going to make awesome video game documentaries. You may have seen my work on GameSpot. You may have not. There's a trailer. You go to my YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash Daniel Dwyer, and there's playlists of all the stuff I've done in the past. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and make the ESPN 30 for 30 of video games, or like the top gear of video games. And it's Sounds awesome. Like, and what I tried to want to do like 10 years ago and been real lucky to break into the industry and then and you know get an audience to do it and clearly they got my back so yeah the fun the fun thing starts now we're gonna get out and start talking to developers the and rest of it's been shit stuff. but right now the fun <laughs> yeah, i know it's finally paid off jesse <laughs> i believe in you i believe in you and if he tells you that no man's sky is a pleasant walk in the woods again slapping <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. i can't remember the last walk in the woods that told me every five seconds that i was running out of o2 god damn it <laughs> They asked her near. It's the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Looks like it. Jesse, what's going on with the channel this week? What's going on? Oh, my God. Uh, first off, definitely go watch the complete and wonderful series Dodger and I did for Life is Strange. It's amazing. And then buy our shirt. And then buy that our shirt. That shirt is the worst thing I've ever seen. No way. It is so <laughs> awful and awesome that it's Absolutely phenomenal. terrible. To, to quote my mom, well, that certainly is a shirt. Yep. Anyone that legitimately buys that and wears that unironically, you are, it's your fault. All of you, thank you to literally- Everything is your fault. The, thank you to the hundreds of you who have bought that shirt. There are many people who have bought that shirt. Um, <laughs> also, I would say that uh, a lot of nonsense is happening this week, but most of it involves getting ready for uh, the eight-hour live stream that we're doing with JP this weekend. Have fun. Place. <laughs> Uh, for our for our Star Wars Balance of Power role play, eight hours, eight hours on Saturday. So yeah, I'll be there, but not on the show. I'll, I'll be there uh, grabbing food to keep you guys alive. For those I don't know how I can hold our team together. They constantly try and get us killed, and I'm always like, "What are you doing?" So this should be the most stressful eight hours in the history of the internet. It me JP on the Twitch. Go watch that. That'll be wild. Dodger, anything special coming out of you this week? Anything special? No, not really. Uh, if that game Seasons After Fall sounded interesting to you, if you'd like to know why I get so frustrated with it, 
Uh, we'll be putting that up in hour long chunks over the next week. The first one is up right now on youtube.com slash press start to continue. Also, Krender and I are going to be recording more backstage pass and the news episode I wasn't able to do this last weekend is going to be going up tonight. So if you would like to watch that, that'd be great. Um, other than that, tune into streams. I will also be uh, heading out to uh, beautiful Tejas with these boys. So that doesn't sound like a real place. That sounds like you made te it up. Tejas? Tejas? Tejas in Mexico? Tejas? 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 It translates loosely to the ass, the ass. of America. <laughs> it's America's ass. It's America's yes. undercarriage. Yeah. yeah. It's very large. We have a lot of junk in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yeah, just come hang out. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Cool. Uh, there should be some cards on the channel this week, hopefully. Uh, I still need to do my big packs roundup, which is going to be... I've literally named the show too many sodding games. It's... <laughs> Yeah, which is in a regular show I do when I've played a bunch of games on Steam that probably weren't worth a full video. I just shove them all in one video and say, Steam has too many sodding games, leave me alone. And I've got, I want to look a little bit more at Dead Rising. I want to argue again why Dead Rising time limits are a good thing and why you're terrible if you don't believe me. Yeah, agreed. I just want to get very aggressive on that point. I believe I have full code for the Metronomicon finally. Uh, it's embargoed till the 29th. I'll see if I can wiggle my way around that. <laughs> These hips don't lie. I'm going to dance the night away with that game. There is a screenshot with a fucking muscled as fuck shark with a knife that is going for your party in that I... Some people were not enthused by Metronomicon when I showed it at PAX. I strongly disagree. I think that it looks like the best dancing RPG I've seen in a long time. I love the animation style. It's dumb and stilted as fuck, and it works perfectly for that. Sure. So I might have a look at that. I do want to look at Halcyon 6, because that looks great. Uh, Dungeon Rushes is on my radar. Um, I've, I've got I've got a massive backlog of stuff. I'll tell you why Project High Rise probably isn't that great after the first few <laughs> hours. It was really great <laughs> up until that point, and then I realized it wasn't. So there's that. Uh, I, 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 there'll be something. Coming, guys. There'll be something. I don't know what. what yep. Mother Russia bleeds. Sure, that. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. play that too. That, that, sure. that looks suitably disgusting. Let's play that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah th there will be stuff. A uh, big reminder: Shoutcraft Kings Saturday tournament kicks off 8 a.m. on the East Coast. That is. Let's do some maths in my head. 1 p.m. British summertime. 2 p.m. Central European summertime. 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern European summertime. That is 5 a.m. on the Pacific West Coast. I don't blame you if you're not going to tune into that, <laughs> but you get the idea. We're going to start off with a championship match, our current King of the Hill, Neeb, versus the GSL champion, Bjorn. That's going to be our opening match, and it's going to be fucking great. I'm going to be casting it along with my good British cohort, Mr. Ben de Muslim Baker a StarCraft 2 pro gamer and WarCraft 3 pro gamer of far too fucking long, and my fellow bald compadre in crime. We will be casting it over on twitch.tv slash TotalBiscuit. It's going to be amazing. If you don't watch StarCraft, come and watch ShoutCraft Kings, because it's way fucking better. We now have a goddamn theme song, and it's great. It's 50 seconds of metal as fuck. We have a theme song. How many other tournaments do you know that have theme songs? Not some, definitely some. I'll admit some, not that many, though. Not that many. Come listen to our theme song. Come watch our show. Twitch.tv slash Total Biscuit. Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern. Please. Mm. Please. I want to keep doing StarCraft. <laughs> Please. Going to be great. Anyway, thank you very much for watching the show, folks. Big thanks to our sponsor today, which is, of course, 
the one and only squarespace.com slash cooptional. Squarespace.com slash cooptional for 10% off your first order. Go make a website because your current one looks like ass. <laughs> it looks like ass. Fuck. Fuck. No, effort, right. no effort is required, <laughs> but your current one is an embarrassment. So go and fix that on squarespace.com slash cooptional. Thank you very much for our special guest, Danny O'Dwyer. And congratulations for freeing yourself from the chains of corporate <laughs> oppression and breaking yeah, free Danny. from Killing the cesspit it. of games media, whatever that is. Yeah. Are we game? We're the games media now, aren't we? I guess. Yeah, so we can't of, really yeah. say that anymore. <laughs> I, we have become all we hate. Thank you very much oh, for watching the show. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>